Friends, family, we have a treat for you. Matt is not here with us this episode. No, he is not. The bad man is gone. You can come out and enjoy this episode. We want to encourage you to like listen to this multiple times, multiple devices. When you go to bed, just turn it on, turn the volume yeah, off. Mute it, so it, mute it, let it repeat. Let it run, run, run. This has got to be the highest rated episode, the most listened to episode. So we can slowly get this, 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 this buffoon out of here because this oh. is really what you're here for. So with that being said, buckle up. We are here. It is the, the conference championship, AFC, NFC championships are this week. Hopefully you are as excited as we are to talk about some football for the next two hours. Let's do it. Welcome to Sportsify for Thursday, January 25th with your hosts, everyone but Matt. Alrighty, welcome in everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Sportsify. Uh, this week's looking a little different. Uh, Matt is unavailable for most of the episode. Hopefully he will tune in uh, for a little bit here to talk about the 49ers and, and, and that game. Um, but I got myself, Grant, we got Jameson on the, on the second mic now. What's going on, guys? And Mike on the third. So a little mix up here from our usual. Um, but playoff football. Playoff, playoff football, football is here. And I will say, I felt like this week was a much better week than last week, aside from one game in terms of interesting game, a lot to talk about. Uh, what was your guys' kind of overall feel of this weekend of football? I, I wasn't very happy for most of, uh, most of my team's game. <laughs> that, that would make sense, yeah. I, 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 was, I, was. A little, I was a little nervous. I was a, little, a negative Nancy towards the end there. Matt can attest that later. But yeah, I was yeah. texting him. I was like, yeah, I think we might have lost this game about halfway through the third quarter. So, yeah. For sure. I was definitely hopeful for that. You know, oh, there would have been a, a all time pop off on this show from Grant and I. Oh, and dude, I, I would have. I, I legitimately was going to listen. Team ever. Yeah, I was going to listen back. Home. Yeah, I was going to listen back at, at Matt's whole nonsense. The, the after the Seahawks missed the playoffs and like almost copy that like word for word, bar for bar. <laughs> that was my I would plan. expect and hope for nothing less from you, Grant. Yeah. And so and so, I mean, hopefully I can still do that. Um, So but. But let's talk about some of these games. First game, uh, the Ravens. Um, obviously, they're. Can I? Okay, I just want to say this real quick. I was so tired of them using the phrase with the, the Niners and the Ravens. This rest versus rust, like like mantra. Like they kept doing that over and over in both of these all games. All week, yeah, all weekly. I was so it. annoyed with it. I'm like, can you can we talk about something new here, please? Um, but nonetheless, the Ravens do knock off some rust. Obviously, they they looked a little shaky in the first half um, of their game versus the Texans. Um, I was honestly like hoping for this to be to, to continue in the second half, but in the second half, uh, the the Ravens just showed up and, and became the team that we saw all season. Um, there was um, the Ravens came out in the second half, scoring twenty four unanswered points um, for definitely like the most uninteresting game. And if you look at the score and how it ended up. Uh, 34 to 10 was the final there. Um, I, I still think even though the, the, the scoreboard won't show it, I was still super impressed with what the, the Texans were doing. Cause I mean, no one expected them to even be in this situation. I mean, they, they had the second overall pick last year for a reason. Um, but for them to win 10 games, D'Amico Ryan, CJ Stroud, that whole team, uh, they, if you're a fan of this team, you are very excited for what they are looking like, uh, this next year. What did you guys think of this game? Any yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, with this one, it, I don't want to say it went as anticipated because I would have expected the the Texans to put up at least a little bit more of a fight here. Um, but 
that being said, uh, incredibly impressed with Lamar after a slow start in the first half to rush for two touchdowns, pass for two touchdowns, have over 100 rushing, over 100 passing. Uh, those are things that have never been done. Yeah. So it, that, that's great, obviously. Uh, and to kind of do it in a spot where, again, uh, you have that rest versus rust conversation, but kind of almost packaged into it is Lamar's playoff performances yeah. or lack thereof. And so for him to come out and do that uh, and really kind of pile it on in the second half was really impressive. But I just stay impressed by this Ravens defense allowing three points. The other seven points came on that return uh, yeah. in the game there. So for their defense to only allow three points to an offense that is injured but was humming and a quarterback that was just dealing, uh, mm-hmm. incredibly impressive stuff there. So they're looking very scary. Uh, they definitely knocked off the rust, but um, it was you know definitely the snoozer of the weekend. Um, yeah. which is almost kind of the inverse of wild card weekend. Like we had the one good game really during the wild card weekend, the Rams lions, yeah. uh, where yeah. this week we had all good games except for the one. So I'll take it. I was kind of hoping this would be more of a shootout just because I, I like to see Lamar in those moments. I think he's really exciting, yeah. um, but they definitely, uh, sealed the deal here. And I, I mean, we'll get into our pickums. We're going to talk about these games. I'm very, very excited to start looking forward to the Ravens versus the chiefs. I oh, it's going to be. Yeah, just there, there's especially so many with how the Chiefs here. played like this last week, which we'll talk about here in a second. Here, yeah. Um, but Mike, Mike, did you have any 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 comments on this this Ravens Texans game? Um, yeah, they allowed like what, like forty yards rushing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think it was under that's, fifty. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it, I think it was like thirty eight or something like that. Is something ridiculous? Yeah. Like, and and now you know the the Texans aren't known for their rushing necessarily because um, right. CJ Stroud's been there slinging it for them. But they they've at least had some sort of like. I think Singletary, uh, I was looking at it just a minute ago, uh, nine for 20 or nine attempts for 22 yards. Like you're just Ooh. looking at that and you're just like, yeah. wow, that's, and, and one of them was a 16 yard run. So like, yeah. you're like, okay, so you're getting generally about a yard and a half per run. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, CJ Stroud's young. This is a young team. This is a rookie head coach just being here like halfway through the season. We were like Houston. You know, they're kind of, they look good. You know, it'd be neat if they kind of made the playoffs, but we didn't think they'd be where they are. And they come out last week and beat a Browns team and then come in here. I I, I think we kind of talked about it last week. We're like, you know, it's a a good storyline, but I don't think they have the, they have what it takes to beat the Ravens. We all pick the Ravens to win this one. Mm -hmm. And, and it kind of came out that way. And, and that first half, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? What's going on? And, and then the Ravens came out after halftime was all like, Okay, we're all right a now. Team. We'll play 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 our brand of football. And and you said you were tired of hearing rust versus you know rest, but they were obviously not the same team. Oh, from yeah. one half to the next, they were just like, oh, we actually have to play football against these guys. Right. Like I get that. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that now brings Lamar Jackson's win loss um, total in the playoffs is two and three. I believe um, yeah. this is the first time that they they will now be hosting in the AFC Championship, which is the first time. I think I saw in franchise history, they will be hosting a conference championship. Um, so that's pretty exciting for them. Um, obviously, they've just all year have just been a dominant. And I got to say, this is like the first game that I watched um, that I really got to watch of the Ravens because the, the, the game they played the Seahawks, it was 10 a.m. Obviously, I, I had stuff to, I had, you know, other things to take care of. But like, there's so many guys on this roster with the Ravens that like are getting almost no like spotlight, no national spotlight. There's some of these names I'm like, I don't know who you are, but you have nine and a half sacks this year. Like I, I forgot that Roquan Smith's on this team. Yeah. 
Yeah. The dude is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, they just tra- yeah, like, they traded for him last year. Yeah. He's everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so good. Kyle, yeah, Kyle they, Hamilton's they got- kind of been the guy that has stood out just because he's such yeah. a freak at where yeah. he is. But there are so he's many so tall. great players on that side. Yeah, he's um, a monster, uh, which, yeah. by the way, um, him on Travis Kelsey is something to look forward to this next week. That's going to be a really interesting matchup there. Mm-hmm. Um, see how they, because, you know, we'll get into Travis. He had another really good week. But the the rest of the guys across that defense, it's like there are so many great players that it almost kind of hides the fact that some of those guys on other teams would be like, oh, you would we would hear this name, we would see this name in right. in headlines other places. But since there's just so much talent over there, and yeah. they're kind of playing such a a well like put together system on defense, it's not like one guy yeah. is always going to shine. It just so happens to be Kyle Hamilton for his kind of like Swiss Army knife yeah. ability. But they just shut that down, man. And that was that was really impressive to me. And that's um, kind of what I expected Cleveland to do in a way. Um, sure. Like if there was going to be a team that was going to be putting up that kind of defensive effort, I would have expected maybe Cleveland can do that to uh, to Houston. So when, you know, they went out in that wild card round and Houston was dealing on them, I was like, maybe they, they could make things interesting. Um, looking back at it now, it's not super surprising that they were able to run away with that one. Um, no. But again, I had the same, same kind of argument last week for, for Green Bay, where I was like, the, the buck kind of stops here for Green Bay, but they do have the opportunity to go out and get some reps against a team that's built to win. And so Houston kind of got to see what that looks like as well here in the playoffs. They get to go out, play the class of the division, see what it's all about, decide how they need to retool for next year. So it's a great opportunity for them. Uh, unfortunately, they were just on the other side of a, of a wrecking ball. Um, yeah. So good, good to see him go. Uh, but next year is going to be exciting for them. I'm really them, them, the Packers, as we'll get into um, mm-hmm. really exciting futures for those teams. Absolutely. Scary futures for the rest of the league, man. The young teams yeah. that are doing Dude, good the, like that. That's whew. there's a lot of young quarterbacks who are exciting uh, this year. And there's some that still have question marks, but nonetheless, let's move into, um, I would probably say the game of the week. I mean, I think, I think, I think 49ers Packers definitely had some drama, but I don't think the drama in that game equates to what happened in Buffalo. What was that? Was that yesterday? Was that yesterday for us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Last night, uh, Patrick Mahomes does it again, and I just want to say that just affirmed Jameson and I's, I's yep. picks last week. Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Twenty-seven to twenty-four is the final score. Uh, the 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 Bills should have won this game, hundred percent. But at the same time, they also I believe that the Bills also lost this game. I don't necessarily believe that the Chiefs necessarily won it. I think that the Bills just, there's some couple very interesting decisions that they made. Obviously missing some field goals, that doesn't help. Um, but, uh, you know, a fake punt, um, some wide open touchdown passes that they, that they missed. Um, Diggs dropped a wide dude, open like, pass. like what, 65 yards? And dude, when oh, you're yeah, that guy. he just straight dropped it. Diggs has not looked good for several weeks. No. He hasn't had a touchdown since week 12. Yeah. And I think he hasn't had over like 60 yards since then either. It's yeah. his last four games in the season he had like 40 yards like in yeah. each of those games for for a guy who wants to have his diva wide receiver moments it doesn't really seem like he's holding up his end of the bargain here because as, as many mistakes as josh allen is prone to he was throwing the ball like on a dime 60 air yards down the field last night oh so good it, and yeah. it's just like at this point and we we kind of talked about it like if it's not this week that they beat the chiefs with you know them being the second seed at home you know, everybody's talking about how they're rolling. Patrick Mahomes has never played on the road. 
to not seal that game away and to have it be in a place where the guys that are supposed to be your superstars are not really coming up at those moments. I mean, we'll, we'll have a question about this later, but it makes you really think like, how do they actually get over that hump now? Yeah. And man, it, there's going to be a lot of questions for that bills team after it, but that was definitely to me, the game of the week. I was glued to my couch. I did not move. That oh, was, perfect television. It, Great it had TV. to be there. It was, yeah. it, to me, it was the, and this is my Homer opinion, but it was like the second most exciting game behind the Rams lions games just for so the far. other storylines involved as well as the football that was being played. But I definitely agree. Like the, the chiefs gave a couple of opportunities. Like there were, the ball was on the ground, a decent amount in this game, but I think there was really only the one turnover, which was the fumble out of the back of the end zone. Um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. which, you know, we've talked about <laughs> plenty at the beginning of this season. Uh, when, when that started coming up again, uh, and I still am, you know, pro leave the touchback rule. That's fine to me. You know, don't fumble it there. Uh, mm-hmm. which by the way, McCall Hardman, I don't know why you're scheming up some trickery for McCall Hardman at that point. And again, <laughs> that that's not hotly contested, but that's neither here nor there. Um, for the chiefs to potentially allow the bills into this game. Cause I, I believe that if they score that touchdown, which if they don't fumble, they're like a foot away from the end zone. I believe them to get in there. Three inches. Easily. <laughs> like, yeah. Like hand the ball to Pacheco. That guy is, a demon money running out of the backfield right now. Um, they, I, I feel like that game gets put away pretty easily. So for the chiefs to kind of allow them to hang in there and then to still not come away with that game, it was just mind boggling. But at yeah. the same time, you know, I, I'm not one to bet against Patrick Mahomes and he didn't have the craziest numbers uh, yesterday, but he was incredibly efficient. Didn't turn the ball over. You know, I texted you guys after that game, you know, everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes on the road what's it gonna look like he had six incompletions had like 130 something passer rating uh didn't turn the ball over was averaging uh like nine point something yards per attempt and in fact the chiefs were averaging over nine yards of play when you take take away the knees at the end which is i think the most in the patrick mahomes era for them despite us talking about how their offense is not what it used to be um so a pretty efficient game for the chiefs but they definitely let the bills hang around in there um yeah they just couldn't do it man they i mean yeah the bills it. the bills won the 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 time the the time of possession battle they won the turnover battle they ran the ball for 180 yards didn't give up a sack if you just tell someone this is what a team did and you and you tell them and they didn't win you're just like oh my gosh what the heck happened and so obviously they miss a field goal i'm um, at wide the right maybe wide, <laughs> wide wide right, right. But that was to um, tie the game, too. That wasn't even to win or anything. No, that was just yeah, to no, tie the game. The game. Yeah. Like, and it, there was, everybody's like, we lost the game because I was like, no, you guys, there's a good chance you still lose in regulation with that it, wide right. Like, I yeah, mean, it could happen. The, the, the Chiefs have scored with 13 sec on you guys with 13 yeah, seconds. Like, left. Just, it's happened before. And yeah. they had, uh, yeah, like a minute and it, like two timeouts. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, so it, was, like, it was not a go for, you know, all for it. And by the way, the the game. Uh, Butker is like one of the best cold weather kickers in the game. Yeah, it has to be like I mean, his, half half of their games are in freezing cold well, weather. They I don't remember the numbers now, but I remember during the broadcast at some point they were showing his numbers kicking in like freezing temperatures. And it was just like absurd. And, and yeah. so if it, the ball is a rock, he's still going to put it in. So even if they tie it up there and they can't make the, the length of the field, it's like you feel pretty good having Butker as your kicker in that in that. Yeah, weather, we just in that need moment. three points. Yeah. yeah and so. 
uh, it's kind of a pick your poison if you're the Bills. Like, yeah, obviously, historically, hearing a wide right call to lose yourself a game or keep yourself out of a game is just like insult to injury. But yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that to win the game in a tie game situation here, that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to go down and get it done for you. Literally so, does it in almost every single playoffs. Yeah. There is, is some some moment that Patrick Mahomes delivers to win them the game. And we we said this earlier, I think maybe this is my week 16 or 17, you know, we talked about, or maybe it was when the, 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 the Chiefs were struggling throughout the year. We talked about, I remember I, I at least said it like, yeah, they're struggling right now. They're, you know, they're, they're dropping their pass. I think it was after the Eagles game that they lost. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like, yeah, they're struggling, but are we going to be surprised if they're still in the AFC championship? And all of us said no. And here they are. And I think it's just a testament to what Patrick Mahomes is, how special he is, how special Andy Reid is. Um, and, and, and at this point, like something we had, we had said earlier, man, the, the Ravens definitely wanted to play the Bills. I'm convinced about that oh, yeah. in this game. They wanted the Bills well, to be, be the team that they faced. And if you go look at like who actually was targeted in this game, there's no Tony on this list. I did not yeah. see him play he, at all. And you're looking at maybe okay, that's so, the maybe that's the recipe. Well, yeah. No, yeah, you got Kelsey, Valdez, Scantling, Rice, Gray, and then Pacheco, Hardman, and Edwards Hilaire. Like those were the targets, and and those guys that were dropping passes, they're not on this list. Yep, it's uh, so. It's, it's I mean, Valdez Scantling had a few few drops earlier in the season, mm-hmm. but yeah. It's yeah. it's very similar to how like in the NBA you'll have <laughs> your you know throughout the regular season you've got like your ten man twelve man rotation whatever because you need those guys to just make your way through but then as soon as it's playoff time it's like we're really only gonna play like seven maybe eight guys because mm-hmm. that's down to the nitty gritty and we just need to that's our rotation I'm sorry it's about winning and, the game yeah that and, game right and in front when of them. you are in this position it's gonna be kind of the same thing as like hey we're gonna go out with our guys you know whether or not you know we have healthy guys on the bench cool we got tony he's made plays for us in the past but we're not even gonna take that risk we're just gonna roll with what we yeah. got and valdez scantley did come up pretty big he had two uh, big catches yeah he did uh, i'm rasheed rice didn't necessarily jump out of the stats when you're looking yeah. at him but i think he's been a revelation for them in the postseason so far had a few big plays yesterday as well a- average um, 10 or 11 yards a catch yesterday it, or exactly yeah. and, and in times when they really needed a play too yeah um and and obviously we we talked about this last week. Travis Kelsey, I was not going to think that he was going to have a second down week, especially in this game of all games. So for him to come out and, and sure he was a little quiet kind of towards the end of the game, but you can get an hour and a half or or an hour of really good Travis Kelsey football still. Uh, and that might be all you need in some of these places. And then again, Pacheco is just I, I love watching that guy run. Uh, every play is just a hundred percent effort. And those are the kinds of things this time of year that not all of these other teams are really built for. And I know the bills were running the ball all over him, 180 yards, this and that. Um, but that chiefs defense is still really, really good. And yeah, it stopped it when they needed to stop Ben kind of, kind of a bend don't break in a way. Um, yeah. And so, and again, the, the bending is allowing a field goal attempts instead of a touchdown. And that field goal attempt ends up going wide, right. And then you, you seal the game right there. So uh, was there anything else that stood out about that game to you, Mike, as you're watching that? Well, I, I do want to point out that the Buffalo Bills were playing like their third and fourth string linebackers in that game. Yes. And and that stat right there, just that information, and then roll over to the stat where Mahomes had 17 completions in this game. 12 of them were first downs. 
Mm-hmm. That is linebacker play, right? That's a very similar stat to another quarterback last week. But most of his completions were eight yards for a first down. And that's right where your linebackers sit. And they had very poor linebacker play. Obviously, Kelsey had a monster day, big day out there, 75 yards, two touchdowns, because you don't have those quick linebackers that are able to cover because you're down to your third and fourth strength. And, and these guys that haven't really played all year long. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if the Bills had gone out last year and got Roquan Smith and he was in this game, this game might be completely different mm-hmm. just because he could cover Kelsey part, part of the time. You know, so the Bills not having that defensive depth. And we knew that kind of coming in. And, and I didn't put as much credence on it, I think, as I should have when I made my pick last week of Patrick Mahomes, Vince, third and fourth stringer, linebackers. Those short intermediate passes are just going to be open all day long, and they and, and those, they work. Uh, and those scrambles too, like people. Oh, the scrambles, kinda, yeah. People kind of forget, like Pat's got. He, he, I wouldn't he's say got he some has legs wheels, on him, but but he's got like a good scramble, and he had kind of that like little pump fake deal. And, and again, like everybody's going to get caught by some of that. You can't always contain the quarterback. Sometimes you're going to scramble, but it does make a difference if you are more talented in that part of the field versus you know, severely Swiss cheesed with your, with your lineup. Uh, those plays don't necessarily happen. If you have all pro, like I, I wouldn't anticipate those kinds of scrambles happening against like a 49ers led defense, for example, where you got Fred Warner right there. Uh, yeah. like yeah. they're not going to not happen, but the chances of them happening and, you know, if he's on a spy on Mahomes, him getting, I, I don't even remember how many yards Mahomes game, but he just trotted up field for, it, like it says you're 19 yards, yards, but that takes it away any, like, any negatives. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like 30 yards where he was yeah. just like, boop, 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 I'm just going to go get up field. So definitely, definitely a big question mark for me in that game too. Um, and it, it's unfortunate. It's one of those things where looking forward for the bills, I don't know how you can like plan for those kinds of things because they are just freakish things that happen. Um, you but know, with we, this team, we've seen, like year after year, they lose a star or two on their defense every year. How many years has like Micah Hyde, like at some point is, is like unavailable in the playoffs or this year, Matt Milano got injured, you know, whatever game that was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other, well, they thing? signed Von Miller to an in- insane deal. And the Rams are like, well, yeah, we're not going to match that. And you pay a guy who has an injury history, who's old. You, mm-hmm. you signed like a six year deal for big money. Um, that's not making your life any easier either when you already know that, hey, depth is going to be an issue for us. So it, it's a head scratcher. And, you know, there, there's more to the Bills than just the players that needs to be fixed, I think. Yeah. Um, well, I think I, I would even calls. just say, like, this whole defense, I think, has been a huge issue because we've seen them now. This is like becoming a pattern for them that they give, like, I I I I look back at that game with you know, the the 13 seconds like that defense cannot get the the stop when they need yeah. it. They've never been able and to do that. Part of that is on their head coach, and that's a lot of coaching. And like so, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Bills a little more. And I have some things to say to answer one of our questions about them. Um, and and it, the one of their solutions I think is is something to do with their their coaching as a whole. Um, but I mean yeah, I mean jo- Josh Allen. It's like so like. He got a lot of slack this year. I think, you know, the, the turnovers, the, the, the interceptions, the fumbles, and that kind of stuff. Um, but Josh Allen is the first player to ever have four passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns through two play- playoff games. 
Um, and he he really did carry this team into the playoffs, into the second, into the the number two seed uh, to host two playoff games. Um, and I I I, th- I think that obviously we've talked about the, the the Superman syndrome with this team that like he has to do everything. And then he did have when to do he, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. Like I mean, he did everything. He accounted for you know I think pretty much every amount of their offense. And and when you see that when you put that you know the wear and tear on even a quarterback. That 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 shows come playoff time in these games where it's important, especially with the season. And they're going to keep adding games, and they're going to keep adding games, and we're going to have twenty games. Like this is not sustainable. And I think that they found their rushing game, and they and then that was great. But at the same time, I don't know if it's has to do with the trust that Josh Allen maybe doesn't have with some of his teammates to feel like he has to rush all the time, or or that he has to make all of these crazy throws. It's why we get those interceptions and things like that. But I also saw some statistic that over the past two, no, no quarterback over the past two seasons um, had a total of 50 touchdowns. No quarterback has done that in back-to-back years. If you look at their total touchdowns, except for Josh Allen, if you include his rushing touchdowns and playoffs and things like that. So like as much as we want to slam the dude and, you know, say that he has, you know, beaten Mahomes and that's true. And I think that there's validity to that. I also want to say that, that what he's having to do, no other quarterback is having to do. And so I do just want to say that. I mean, he was really impressive. I hope that they can figure it out. I hope they can get him some help. Last thing I do want to say about that is I do believe that this is the last game that we will see Stefan Diggs in a Bills uniform. Um, I just think that all that he's drama. 30. Yeah, they just he's he's getting more and more vocal about it, getting frustrated. We're seeing those things. Him also yeah. and then him not producing, the team is gonna look at that and be like, Well, why is he on our team then? So Well, and if you remember right at the beginning of the season there was there was a big you know, scuff up about, oh, Diggs and Allen aren't on the same page and, mm-hmm. and the coach is, is involved and they're not seeing eye to eye and there's some sort of mix up going on. And Stash the Bills are like, nothing that, to see here, that. nothing to see here. Yeah. You know, but obviously something was to see here. And Trayvon and, uh, Diggs is on social media talking about yeah, how free he's him, right. free my brother. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you I know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, and, and we did talk about at the very beginning of the year, about how this defense is going to lose a couple guys and they have zero depth because they they're signed old. Von Miller. They're old. they're old. They have no depth. And they're, those guys that are old are still good yeah. when they're playing, but they have a problem with depth. And, and I saw that with those linebackers. It's just they don't have, they don't have that, that third or fourth linebacker that can come in and, and take the place. I mean, we've seen good teams that if Greenlaw's out on the Niners, you see a barely a drop off with Flanagan fouls, you know, like they have that extra guy that's in there playing for him. So, and I think that's, that's, we can talk about that more, a little bit more, but that, that's, that's a huge part of this game. And I would say <laughs> that the only other person that plays like Allen in this league is Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that might be a sticking point of why he hasn't had a great postseason. Because if you got to play hero ball and the whole team runs through you and the defense knows it runs through you, you can only go so far. Right. Like it, it really is. You can only go so far. Now That's the Ravens, why, like, I think a, a team like the 49ers, like they're so potent because like, Oh, if you clamp up Debo, there's still Ayuk and McCaffrey and Kittle. And, yeah. and, and, and like you have other guys that'll step up for you. And then if you clamp up, Ayuk, if you clamp up Ayuk and Debo, there's still Kittle. There's still Jennings. There's still McCaffrey. Brock Purdy can, make a couple plays or you still got Trent Williams. Like it doesn't like that's, and I think 
there's also just an element of like a team like the Bills over the past few years, they've been extremely successful. They've been, and because of that, they haven't been able to draft like these blue chip kind of players. Like, like if you look at like the 49ers, like they, they struggled for years and that's how they have some of these players. That's why they have like a Nick Bosa It's because they picked in the top five pick and they, and they've done some of those things. And so I think that there's an element of like, man, you can only get so lucky in the draft. And you know, we see that that's obviously some teams are better than others, but like, that was the thing with the Seahawks for years. It's like, man, they keep, you know, all these guys are just out of their reach and they can't seem to replenish as they don't have the depth that is needed. And I think a lot of that has to do with, I think some of the, 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 the success or the, the close ish success. I think that plays a huge part in it too. Like these teams that are successful right now, they're in the playoffs. They've had a couple rough, they, 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 they are as a, they've, they've picked high in the draft for the last few look years. At the, like, look like, at the talent on the lions. Yeah. Yeah. And all like a lot of it is that they guys. picked in the top five the last few years. And these guys are now showing up and it's kind of like this cycle that like some teams I think kind of need to commit to. I'm not saying you tank, but what I'm saying is that you, you have to be more forward thinking. And when you kind of just try and cram and pry your Super Bowl window open, that's yeah. not very successful. You have to let that come naturally. Or, or you have to hit on those late round picks, which is you kind have of what to. the Rams yeah. have been forced into to do when they mm-hmm. were kind of mortgaging their future. They would find value in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yep. Um, and then, you know, again, when you're winning a Super Bowl and you don't really have great draft picks to begin with, you know, we go out and, and these fifth you rounds, some fifth find, rounders. Yeah. Who can Nakua, Kyron Williams. And we develop those guys. And it just, it seems like the bills just haven't been able to do that. They and haven't, they haven't of, look at the guys that the only guy that they have drafted that's really provided sustained to them is, is Josh Allen. Like if you look at like they traded for digs now, now some yeah. of their, some of their defensive guys they have drafted, but again, that was, you know, however many years ago that was, well, like I can't think of a whole lot of guys that they have. I mean, I, I think Cook is going to be someone. I mean, I like I, mean, I like Dalton Kincaid, but it's not like he was a huge difference maker for them in a way where a guy yeah. like Sam Laporta was for the Lions when they drafted him, or you know Jameer Gibbs against some of these rookie guys uh, that are having huge impacts on a team. Right. Uh, Hutchinson. Yeah, yep. it, it, exactly. He he wasn't on on that level for for them as a draft pick, even though I I do still uh, like him there. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway I had from this weekend, uh, and especially with how people were talking about this game leading up to it, was maybe there's <laughs> maybe there's a reason why uh, Patrick Mahomes never playing a road playoff game doesn't bother me, and it's because he's so good that he never has to play away playoff games. So as soon <laughs> as he has to play an away playoff game, why would I be nervous about that? There's a reason why he's never had to play one, and it's because he's so good. So yeah. obviously, like some people just kind of need to see it, and sure. and he goes in well, there and does it. But it's like this shouldn't surprise anybody. The reason that he's never been here is because he's never had to be here because he's winning so much. Yeah, they're always playing in the home in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but we'll we'll get to see it again next week. As was this is this six straight AFC championships for him? Six straight. I think it's six straight. Yeah, ever since he's entered the league and been the starter, he has been in the AFC championship game. Yep. So. Yep. The dude's legit, man. I mean, Chiefs fans, you are lucky. Oh my goodness, you are lucky that. And the rest of the AFC is so pissed because they're like, finally, Tom Brady's gone. Well, I was about to say, poor Bills fans, dude. They had to deal with Brady for twenty years exactly in their division, and now we can have some parody in the AFC. Oh wait, every AFC championship since Patrick Mahomes has been a starter (laughs) has gone through him. Yeah, it's insane. And the AFC overall is just so good. I mean, you got Burrow, you got Jackson, you got. So many of these guys, too, that are just like, oh, my God. And, I mean, Josh Allen is one of those guys, but obviously there's stuff that's not working with this team that they got to figure out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, any, any other last comments on this game? I mean, I do want to say that uh, fourth down uh, fake punt. Ooh, big yikes. Did not like that, doing the that on your own 30. I wanted DeMar to get that so bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. It definitely seemed like that because, again, I've never, I didn't watch a Bills game this year. I watched highlights, kept up with the team. As he Is he usually their guy for fake punts? No. He's well, here's the thing. I don't know if you caught this from the game, but essentially it was audible into because they found that the Chiefs only had 10 men on the field that play. Yeah. Okay. But still, like you you have to make a call and like read the box and and see what you have. And it it didn't look like they actually had an advantage with Kansas City only having 10 men on the field with them still needing to get five yards. And it's one of those things where sure I can understand that in the moment. It didn't seem like they had the design for the mismatch that they thought that they had and if you are going to do that and you do like because i i'm fine with saying hey we I mean, are season. too afraid of patrick mahomes to give him the ball back here yeah i mean it's your season points. like you're this is it like you have to pull out all the stops yeah but if, if that's going to be your call yeah sure again in the moment i understand that it was not intended to be that way and it was audible too because of the the 10-man thing but if that's how you're feeling Go get the five yards with Josh Allen on the field. Yeah. I was just about to say, call your timeout and just yeah. bring your offense out there and do what you got to do. Yeah. Because I, I, I like, I like Josh Allen with the football in his hands more than Ham, Hamlin. So yeah, absolutely. I, and it's like, everyone should maybe, maybe I would feel different about it. If it were like fourth and two, then I'd be like, okay, yeah. maybe, maybe even if you still didn't get it, the audible makes a little bit more sense to me. Yeah. You have a mismatch. You only need two yards give it to a professional athlete and hope that they can and get again, six it's, feet. It's but, those things. It's the, it's the, it's the, the Monday morning quarterbacking where we're like, again, if they get it, then we're like, wow, Sean McDermott, like, wow, look at you, dude. Like you are fearless, like Dan Campbell esque. And then of course you don't get it. What a, what a buffoon, what yeah. an idiot. So there's an element of that, but, but yeah, um, definitely an interesting call there. And I think that's where we, 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 we kind of saw like, again, like these chances where the bills are just like, handing the game to the chiefs and, and they, well they got lucky after that because that was the possession i believe where we had the mccall hardman fumble out of the back of the end zone mm-hmm. so yeah. they didn't necessarily get to capitalize on it and so it's almost like oh whew, we lucked out there and then you know obviously we saw how it went so wide right um, yeah wide right. buffalo it's, fans favorite phrase wide right oh and i just gotta say buffalo fans if you're listening to this and you shoveled snow for hours <laughs> You should get back to back weekends and then just watch your team lose. I, 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 that, that is brutal. That is painful. Um, especially for a team that just cannot, cannot seem to get past, um, any other comments you want to make on this game? I feel like we've kind of talked it all through. It. Yeah. Game of the week. I think like it was very exciting. Obviously there's a lot to talk about there, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll, we'll go back. We'll go to our, the NFC, uh, moving on here. The bucks fall just short against the lions 31 to 23. Uh, and I, I, I just got to say this as much as I think, you know, I'm, I, I am, I really think the lions are America's team right now. Like they, they were that like towards the end of last year. And it just seems like everyone, like everyone is rooting for the lions. And I'm one of them, obviously Mike, you have been up probably until, until this week, right up um, until this week. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 And like, we all have, we've been huge fans of Dan Campbell, what this team has done, their players, the way Jared Goff has Jared like Goff, made his baby. resurgence. Like, all those things are their players. Their draft proved me wrong with their draft. I hated what they did in the draft at first. Like you, you're using your first round picks on tight ends and running backs. That obviously that's not something that you would usually do, but they did it. And these guys are, you know, contributing. I told you that Iowa Laporta kid was going to be awesome. I told you in the draft. <laughs> I, I never said that he I, wasn't going to be awesome. 
I just said that I, with what was available, I was like, you could have gone Giancarlo. You could anyway. Yeah, but, yeah, you could have. Yeah, you could have done other things. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, especially with their cornerback, they they just traded away Akuda and like that being a need. And obviously, there's still some parts of their defense that has not been great and could use some of these other guys. But nonetheless, they're just scoring points and and, and scoring more than the other team. So who really cares? Yeah. I mean, they're what is their record now? Thirteen and five, for fourteen and five, whatever it is now, including yeah. the playoffs. Um, but I do got to say, man. I think one of the biggest surprises for me this season has been Baker Mayfield, like full on, like what he has done with this team. Like this team was legitimately, he took this team and, and took them farther in the playoffs than Tom Brady did this past year. This team was legitimately a better team this year than last year with Tom Brady. Um, and, and, and this is a team, obviously they're the benefit of an NFC South that is, you know, a lesser division. Um, you know, only won nine games, won the division, uh, that kind of stuff. But, but, Baker Mayfield in the in in the in in the playoffs. Sorry, <clears throat> in this game he completed twenty six forty one pa- uh, passes, three hundred and forty nine yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, obviously the the two interceptions is a glaring is a glaring thing there. You'd like that to just be at one. Um, but I mean we're gonna talk about I think Baker Mayfield here a little bit more. But I was really excited with this game. It was it was it was a fun game for the most part. But. The Lions are going to the conference championships for the first time uh, since the 1991 season. They won two playoff games in a season for the first time since 1957. They have the opportunity to play for a championship for the first time since 1957. I think that's a big reason why they're America's team. Like, like this has been a team that I like. Aside from the Browns, like historically, like the Lions have been that. Like for the NFC, just a team that like they're unserious. Obviously, the 0 and 16 season. They they were the first ones to kind of do like the paper bags on their heads in the stadiums. Basically, um, yeah. made Barry Sanders retire early, and Calvin and wasted Johnson Calvin retired. Johnson. Calvin Johnson Matt retires Stafford. early. Yeah, like Matthew this team, Stafford asks to leave. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, but I just gotta say, man, like go Lions, baby! Like bite off that kneecap. Um, with that, and since an oh as an oh ten and one start in Campbell's career, the that Dan Campbell in his tenure. Lions have have gone 24 and 16 in the regular season with two playoff victories. They are 20 and 7 in the regular season since their 1 and 6 start last season and have two playoff wins. So, like what Dan Campbell is doing as much as like he was totally made fun of in this press conference at first one with the whole kneecap thing and like that's not going to translate to these guys in the NFL. Obviously it has. And I think a lot has to do with he has put really Im- impressive coordinators in positions to be successful. Um and and I and I gotta say, like their their GM Brad Holmes has been incredible. I'm gonna I'll, I'll talk about that here in a second. But I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on this game. Lions are in the NFC Championship for the first time in a long time. What do you guys think? I I'm gonna say that uh, I was I as I mean I know Detroit won. Yeah, I was more impressed with Tampa Bay in this game for yeah. much of it. Yeah, for by make Baker Mayfield and 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 honestly Detroit was just a better team. They, they looked like the better team for most of the game. Um, you know, it was back and forth and back and forth. Um, but they didn't seem, you know, Mayfield, especially in the second half, seemed to throw play a little desperation ball. Yeah. Um, throwing up, throwing up some passes there, trying to get back into it, which is where some of his yardage came from. But the, the, the Detroit Lions just seemed to be a little more calm, and, and the Tampa Bay was just kind of gunslinging it. But, yeah, like, I was – Two teams or one team, the Buccaneers, who I didn't think had a chance to be in the in any of these playoffs, even right? Because 
I think I'd picked like Atlanta or the Saints to go to the playoffs this year. And the Bucks just came out and they played great. Yeah. Last week and came out to the Lions and just couldn't quite get it done. And and some of the play calling, you know, going for two instead of the one and so you to so you could win the game on the next possession, even though you'd been struggling in the second half to score at all. You know, it's kind of a weird okay, whatever, you know metrics i guess tell you to go for two on you know when you're down by eight points you know i don't know but it was it was a good game i actually just genuinely enjoyed watching this game i know I, i'm sitting at home with my boys watching for most of the weekend we we all had like a little bit of cough sickness so we didn't actually go anywhere this weekend so we just sat and watched man that ravens game my two older boys are 12 and 13 they're like halfway through the third quarter they're like okay we're done this is boring this game they were like sitting there they're like they're like, go, go, you, you know, it. this is a good game. This is, you know, yeah. they were, they were excited. Um, and yeah, like it, it was just a, it was entertaining the whole way through and I, probably some of the best, most fun football, most fun. Uh, I think that's uh, my wife would yell at me for that phrase, but yeah. the most fun football that I saw this weekend was, was a lot of it right here out of the Bucks lions. So yeah, good on the lions getting that to it. I, I love Campbell. He's he's one of my favorite personalities out there, along with McDaniel's. Just, I just I'll listen to his pressers all day long. Like he's mm-hmm. he's straightforward. He's blue collar, you know. So just, I mean, we've talked about it at nauseum, but like the perfect representation for the city. Too. Oh yeah, like he embodies like he's the absolute city. Like blue no collar coach. Coach exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Jameson, you have any thoughts on the Lions, Bucks, this game? Anything that stood out to you? Um, I, I will say definitely. Uh, you know. Very impressed by what the Bucks have been able to do uh, to kind of finish up this season. Again, Mike, we talked about it last week, but you were kind of on them early uh, to be like, hey, here's how they can get there. Uh, but I, I don't even think any of us would have expected once they got here for them to get to this point where they're in a competitive game in the divisional round. Uh, so big props to them. Big props to Baker, too. Um, you know, and also Mike Evans, we, we talked about last week. We, we didn't anticipate both him and Kelsey in their respective games to have off weeks, and he had some big moments here. Uh, love Mike Evans. I just love watching him play. He's just so good. And he, uh, he, he did have that pick off of his hands uh, kind of early in the game, but it was, it was a tough one through the middle, and the ball could have had some more touch on it. But just consistency uh, from him at all times. I mean, this is, this is probably his last game as a buck. I mean, there's all could, that offseason stuff, and they well didn't get a deal done. That, that's my question with this Bucks team is like next year, like, I don't know really what you do. We, we talk a lot about, you know, Baker has earned some, you know, like at least a year there, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it could just be, this is the one year where, Hey, this was great, but we're going to kind of retool because I don't know, it's kind of lightning in a bottle situation. Um, I, I also don't want to overplay some of the lions here because as impressed as I've been by them, um, you know, and, and same thing with, uh, with the bucks here. It's like you play, uh, if you're the bucks and Eagles team that doesn't really want to be there. So I don't want to overhype them and say, oh, they, you know, we're, we're something else. Cause I, I still think like, as far as NFC teams are concerned, selfishly, the Rams were better. I think the Packers were better. Um, there, there are a lot of teams that I think in the playoffs and the NFC side were better than the bucks, but they played some really professional football and they gave the lions a run for their money. And I would have really liked to see a potential game-winning drive or game-tying drive with a two-point conversion there at the end of the yeah. game. So to end it on a pick was womp, womp. Hate, hate to see that. But uh, 
super stoked for Baker. I really hope this kind of helps, uh, you know, him move forward and kind of be rejuvenated a little bit because he was basically in no man's land. Preseason, people were talking about this is a quarterback battle between Baker Mayfield and Trask. And now he's yeah. here yeah. in the divisional round. Um, and again, a legitimately competitive game where he made some plays. And he's just, he's just a baller. Um, mm-hmm. So, how did, how did we as fans forget what he can do? Baker? Like, honestly, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he well, took these Browns. Like, we- we he was injured. Like, we did, but like I'm still amazed. Like, How did we forget what he can do? Because like, the Browns organization has just been a complete... <laughs> they're buffoons. Like, I think that's the only way I can put it. Like, They've run him out of town. Like, If he literally just got season-ending ending surgery, he would still be on the Browns. But because he well, played through an injury, and had a bad better, year... For better or worse, like we, no matter how much we try to filter out all the nonsense, we, we still ourselves kind of fall victim to the what have you done for me lately stuff. And you yeah, oh, totally. see a lot in the media. And so when you have Baker, he's like, he's in Carolina. He's, you know, backing up the, we, the Rams pick him up during a garbage season where all of our guys are hurt. And he's like, oh yeah, Sean McVay kind of taught me how to have fun again and, and play football. But then this offseason, it's again, quarterback battle between Kyle Trask. It's like, are we serious right now? This guy was the number one pick. He's won a Heisman. Like we we've watched him ball out. He's won playoff games for a franchise that was in shambles before he got there. So I think it's a good reminder to be like guys like this who are just gamers who are gonna go out there. And he he's a guy, he almost like plays quarterback like Pacheco plays running back, where he's not trying to truck people, but like every rep for Baker Mayfield is like, I, I'm a dog. I'm gonna go out there and I'm a dog. And I really respect yeah. that out of him, especially because he's just kind of that undersized guy also so he just plays with a lot of heart a lot of effort and i really like that um and i hope that pays dividends from going into this offseason because for sure. I, I think he could in the right circumstances find himself back in a situation similar to this one it just kind of sucks that again he he runs into a team who is firing on all cylinders and has probably right now the best home field advantage not only because of the fans but again talking about Jared Goff having home field advantage playing in a dome and what that means for him and what that offense can do it it's hard to expect a team like the Bucks to really hang and and keep up with that so um my other biggest takeaway before I hand it off is makes me really wish the Rams could have stuck around and and made it (laughs) to the second round because if the Rams are here playing the Buccaneers like I feel really good about the Rams playing in that situation and it almost could have even been even more perfect as we start getting into talking about our next game, which is the Packers and the Niners. If the, the Packers end up pulling that one up, then it's like, oh, my Rams get to play the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. And I feel really good about that one. So it's yeah. almost like that, you know, I'm still having that like, oh, man, with this. What could have been? I, I had no expectations, but still what could have been uh, in this game. So um, that was another thing where it's like a little sour still the following week, but I'm still rooting for the Lions. Um, and now we get to talk about Niners Packers. Yeah. Which, so Mike, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just before before we jump into that real quick, I do want to point out that the Buccaneers, as as they overperformed a little bit this year, they're actually coming out of cap hell. Yeah, right? I was going to say this that too. They're actually to eighth. The year. They're this eighth. was supposed to be the down year, just like for the Rams. Like they were yep. like, okay, we're going to take another year to get out of what we've got going on. Just like the Saints are doing. The Saints got another year. Like next year, they're still in cap hell, but after that, they're open. So like, this is the Buccaneers, you know, they're getting all that Tom Brady money off. They're getting some of that Gronk stuff. They pushed backwards. They're getting that off the books this year. And, 
and next year their 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 wallets get to open up a little bit and they're like we just we just went to the second round of the playoffs like who can we bring in to like really push yeah. us? Can we resign Mike Evans? Can we? Can is Saquon Barkley going to be available? Because I would love to see him on the Buccaneers at this point. Like oh, yeah. that's what they're missing, right? Rashad White's all right, but they don't have a, a running back. And I mean they do, but not a you know not a Saquon Barkley type running back that you can just hand the ball to for four or five yards at a time. And so you're just like, okay, um, can they can they really just can they just retool and come right back with Baker Mayfield? Like is this a really a thing? Are we talking about this right now? So, yeah. I, you know, I just want to throw that out there for everybody that's thinking about it. The Buccaneers, their future is not as gray as it sounds. It, it sounds pretty black and white. Like, these guys might be able to just retool and come right back and be competing next yeah. year, it, especially yeah. in should, that division. It should especially mean something. Yeah, it, it should mean something when Baker Mayfield has the ball in his hand and, like, you're kind of puckered up a little bit. You're like, I, I this, this could still go bad for the team that I'm rooting for if he has the ball on the other side because he could still make a play. Um, yeah. And man, I, the NFC is going to be really fun next year. I think this was the year where the yeah. NFC was supposed to be sucky. And now I'm like, Jordan Love is playing in big games here. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks, like who knows what's going to happen with them. The Rams are kind of back on the map. Some of these, some of these high value draft picks are probably playing like the like quarterbacks are going to play in the NFC. Yeah. For the I, most part. It seems like the Lions now, after what we've seen from them, can kind of be at least for this window with all this young talent, can kind of be like a contender year to year now. So it's like a really cool shift in what looked like kind of a boring set NFC. Um, yeah. Especially again, uh, when we look at what the Packers have been able to do with such a young team playing a team that is built to win now, it just gives a lot of promise for the competition um, in the NFC which, you know, the AFC is, is fully loaded with all these quarterbacks, but the rosters and the offensive coordinators and the minds of these West Coast teams um, in the NFC, it's just like they, they really put something together. Um, yep. And it's, it made for some of these really good games this week where we didn't necessarily get last week. So really, yeah. really exciting matchups. A couple things. First thing that I, I looked up, actually, the Buccaneers cap space to kind of piggyback off what Mike said. They're currently for this this coming off season. They are eighth with the most, so they're top ten in terms of the cap space they have. So they have some things that they can do. Obviously, some of that they're going to move around, trades, all that kind of stuff might move some of that off. The second thing that I want to say real quick about going back to the Lions real quick is how how impressive and it's something I alluded to earlier was what Brad Holmes has done for this team. What he has done, I think that he is being slept on as one of the best GMs in the league right now under his supervision of the last three years. They've drafted Panay Sewell, Monroe St. Brown, Derek Barnes, Aiden Hutchinson, Jamison Williams, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, Brian Smith. They also acquired Jared Goff, David Montgomery, and Cam Sutton, and CJ Gardner-Johnson in a trade or, or a free agency. And these guys are all contributing. And so I think that's where we're seeing a lot of the success is, is what Brad Holmes has done, along with Dan Campbell and this new regime is just 100% just put their money where their mouth is. And this team is exactly where they knew they were going to be, you know, three years into this situation, but we're moving on next game. Mike, uh, I'm going to let you kind of take the lead here. I don't have the ability to watch this game. I had some, you know, work emergency come up, so I couldn't watch this one. Just kind of was score watching, was able to watch like the final drive. So uh, Mike, why don't you kind of take us through this game? So the, uh, yeah, the 49ers outlasted uh, that young Packers team, as we've talked about uh, 24, 21. 
Um, it's the first time a Shanahan team has come from seven points or more behind in the fourth quarter to win a game. He was 0 and 30. 0 and 30. They're 1 and 30 now when they trail in the fourth quarter by more than seven points. Um, it was a very close game the whole time. And like I said a little bit earlier, like partway through the third quarter, I'm literally texting Matt. A super I'm like, relaxing game for you to watch, yeah? No, I'm, I'm sitting on the edge <laughs> of my seat. My wife's like, oh, are, are you going to be upset the rest of the night? You know, like she's all like, I hope your team wins. So you're just not bummed out the rest of the day. And and I'm texting Matt. And I'm like, I halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, we we might lose this. Like I, I told him we are going to lose this game, I think. And he's all like, don't put that out there yet. And um, but. The 49ers defense came big in a true uh, bend but don't break game. They picked off love for the only two two turnovers of the game, and that was the big difference. Um, now the Packers dropped two easy picks, um, but it was it was a rain it was a rainstorm. It was coming down like crazy, uh, which is part of the reason why this game was as close as it was as well. I think Brock Purdy suffered from that, and there's a lot of that out in the ether right now about you know how good is Brock Purdy, especially in the rain. Um, well, he literally while he was like taking the ball and hike, he's like. Before he's trying passing, to he's like yeah, wipe, he's yeah, he's like wiping his, yeah. his hands on his jersey. Yeah, it was it, it was it was looked like Seattle in terms of the rain coming down. It, it was pretty nasty. Um, I will say that especially in the first half, the Niners definitely looked rusty. Um, just watching rust this game versus rust. Yeah, you're you're just, and the same thing happened with the with the Ravens. You're just looking at the air like what is going on? They're like the team's not playing as snappy and as clean as they should be, as they, we expect them to be as everybody expects them to be. So you're just looking at, okay, a little bit of rust, maybe a little too much time off. The timing routes were off. There was some drop. I mean, Kittle had a huge drop pass near the end of the game, but he had another like miss pass earlier in the game. And um, the North, the 49ers also had 75 more penalty yards than the Packers, which uh, I think four or five of those were first downs for them. And two of them, huge, huge um, pass interference calls. Which were pass interference, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not trying to pack, pick on the, the refs or anything. I'm just saying the 49ers were definitely looked rusty and out of place for most of this game. And I would, I would contribute that the Packers made them uncomfortable, which is, which is a, you know, saying mm-hmm. picking up the Packers team quite a bit is they really, truly made this 49ers team completely uncomfortable. Love had a, like, had this defense trying to guess and move around quite a bit. Um, we we did have a big momentum like fallout that the 49ers, even the crowd for most of the game was just silent. It was yeah, just was quiet. It like two, two or three, three and outs drives. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. Just just right up, run back after the other. And it was just like, what are we doing? And even the crowd was all like, just it was it was so quiet there. You Like you could hear the rain drops as, as they're playing the game. It was so crazy. That's how, you, that's how you do it. You take the crowd out of the game. That's how you get that advantage back. Yeah, I do want to point sure. out that the. Uh, this Packers team had a great game plan coming in. They were like, let's give love the, or not love, but Aaron Jones, the ball a bunch. And so the, for the first time in 50 games, the 49ers allowed a 100 yard rusher. That's a huge stat. Right. And, and Jones, well, that that was like fourth or fifth straight hundred yard game. Um, At the end of the year here, he's just been, he's just been getting the ball and getting the ball needed up. So that, that was huge. But I think one of the biggest parts was uh, there was another missed field goal in this game by the Packers. And that allowed for Brock Purdy to come in and do what nobody had seen him do yet, which was lead his team from behind, get that uh, go-ahead touchdown where he had to be perfect, and he was. He went six for seven on that drive. Was it with the only to yeah, Kittle dropped, just dropped it, looked away. 
Yeah, Kittle looked away and just dropped a ball like that hit him in the chest, basically. Which happens maybe, maybe never. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> like that Kittle's doesn't like, happen. Yeah, it's like him and Kelsey. Like when Kelsey dropped some earlier in this year, we're like, "What's going on with Kelsey? Something's got to be wrong," because it just never happens. Some of these tight ends are just so surefire, and Kittle's one of those guys. And it it was just amazing to see uh, a kid like Brock Purdy, who everybody's like, "Yeah, but yeah, but we've never seen him come from behind." Yeah, but. Can he do it when everything's on the line and it's all on his shoulders? And he stepped up and he did it. And sometimes, even if he didn't play great, and we can blame it on the rain, um, can blame it on just him being rusty, whatever it is, when the game's on the line, that's when you want your quarterback to show up. And he did. And then Packers got the ball back, came down. When the game's on the line, their young QB threw it. Interception to Greenlaw. Terrible. A bad throw. He said, he said, is like the, it's the, it's, it's the worst thing you can do as a quarterback is do exactly what he did. And, uh, and the 49ers came away with what I think was just outlasting a young team in the playoffs that didn't have any experience mm-hmm. that, that thinks that's what it comes down to. They just outlasted yeah. the other team. Yeah. Youngest team in the league. And they're here in the playoffs. The thing is funny. When you talk about like that, that the la- the worst thing you can do as a quarterback is a, a throw late across your body into the other side of the field. When he broke out of the pocket, I was watching this literally in the drive-through because I was stopping to get food, and I'm watching this, and I, I watch him break out, and I, I'm like, he's going to throw a pick right here. I, I like called it. I'm like, this is he's going to be a pick. That's how this game is going to end, and sure enough, it happened, and which, of course, devastated me because I, I needed that, that to be able to gloat <laughs> in the beginning of this episode. Um, I, I'm unfortunately, Matt's not here, so, so I, I, I think the football gods are looking out for me that I can actually do that when Matt is here. Um, so don't Hopefully worry. Hopefully it doesn't happen, happen at all. Hopefully it doesn't happen, happen at all. Jared, doesn't happen Jared at all. Goff is going to get his. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And <laughs> Goff, we trust, baby. Yes. And Goff, we trust. Goff, Goff had his chance. He's he's done now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I, I was so shocked at this game. Like I I I full on expected Niners to you know score you know fourteen seventeen points in like the first quarter and then just keep them that way. Like you know keep them away from for most of the game. Like they do with um, every other team, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 they score fast, and then they can kind of just, you know, kind of just like when you're like a, the older brother and just kind of hold the younger sibling at the head, like his yeah. head, always trying to swing punches at you. Just kind of do that uh, to them. That's kind of how the how they've played most of the year. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it's shaping up to be an awesome NFC Championship game. Like if if both teams play at the the level that they did this past week, I think that we're gonna have a really interesting game. Should be better and- weather, I believe. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 60 and sunny. There you go. But perfect. yeah, no, it's, it's almost perfect weather for that. I do want to point out that I've I've listened to some talking heads today. Obviously, you know, we listen to the radio guys. I didn't uh, I didn't get to listen to Pat McAfee today, but I listened to some of my other guys. And none of them are talking about how this 49ers defense really did step up and play well, even though, I mean, Love had a decent game. But the, his two biggest passes were literally the 49ers defender falling on his face in the mud mm. and the, and the receiver just running past him for a touchdown. Like those were the two, two of their touchdowns. Like were basically that where the, where the defender Charvarius Ward just biffed it, just went sliding across the ground. And uh, it was a Dobbs or whoever it was went running right past him and just caught the over the shoulder and went right in for a touchdown. And you're just like that. That just kind of happens in rain games, right? Like, yeah, that sucks. And and maybe this game shouldn't have been as close if if for things little things like that. Then you have the the Packers dropping two interceptions. One of them was a really bad throw by Brock Purdy right 
it looked exactly like Dak Prescott's uh, pick six, mm-hmm. but but it's a rainy game and he just dropped it. And you're just like that that happens as well in a rainy game. Like like things are just a little different. That's part of the home field advantage, it's, right? It's really like who can just make the least amount of mistakes. Like, exactly. That's really exactly. what it is. And so there were it, it just comes down to the same thing. And and people are like, oh, you know, like this Niners just got away with the skin of their teeth. And it's like, yeah. But at the same time, when like the game was on the line, the Niners made those plays and the and the and the Green Bay Packers, I mean, a young team who wasn't even supposed to be here, didn't quite know what to do in those big moments at the end of the game, right? They yeah. Love didn't even you're talking about that scramble at the end. He didn't even need to scramble. No. Like he, he wasn't really <laughs> under no, pressure. There was, there was not a whole lot of pressure. No, and and when he threw there. when he threw across his body like that, he literally could have just run like for five yards and out of bounds. He he could have nobody was gonna touch him. Just threw it away. It out of bounds. He yeah, yeah, like there was there was no day. that that was his own that that's a young team that didn't know how to play in the playoffs. It's the difference between uh an experienced playoff team and an unexperienced playoff team, I think. And then, and, and you kind of see that difference right there at the end. And, and that's really what it came down to. And the 49ers survived. And I will use that word. They survived a uh, green Bay Packers team that was hungry and wanted it. And this didn't have the experience. And I would say even maybe the horses at the end of the game to really push through what they needed to, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I mean, the, the, the coach for the green Bay Packers came out and was like, Every time my kicker goes out there, I'm saying a prayer, right? Yeah. Because I don't know, you know, and, and he, he apologized for that today. But in the moment, you know, you're like, okay, so he doesn't trust his kicker anyway, you know? Yeah. And to miss that field goal, you're like, oh, okay. And everybody's like, well, you know, the 49ers missed a kick. No, the 49ers got a field goal blocked. That's not necessarily on the kicker. So it's right. a different kind of, that's a different kind of dichotomy, right? The 49ers still trust their kicker where the Green Bay Packers may not trust their kicker anymore. Well, I, so maybe I think, Jordan I think... Love felt like he needed to do hero ball. Because he can't trust his kicker. Like, which I don't kinda, know. Like, that's what the Rams felt like for me, which, um, you know, the, the Rams didn't have the moment where our special teams kind of blew us a game, but we had to play the game a little bit differently knowing that we didn't really have a kicker we can trust. And there might have been a yeah. little bit of that to them as well. Because the Packers, I think, by most metrics, had like either the worst or one of the worst special teams all season this year. So that's definitely like if you're a quarterback and you've already watched your kicker miss a field goal that, is easily makeable um you you kind of say to you, yourself well now i have to go get all of this yeah um, the way you even play is different the bad mis- you know the wrong decision at the time yeah yeah and instead of like oh we got to get to you know where it's a 50 yard kick you're like i don't trust my kicker over 50 i yeah. think we the 20 yard line. extra 10 yards we got to get in that extra 10 20 yards so we we know he can make it mm-hmm. and and that's a difference in, in mentality of what you're trying to do on those last few few plays so and i think that's the difference that's i think that's what you're seeing um I saw a neat stat that, uh, you know, McCaffrey accounted for uh, 55% of the uh, 49ers total yardage, but Aaron Jones accounted for 54% of the Green Bay Packers total yardage. So this was just a slugfest in the rain, old school football. And, and I wasn't necessarily, both these quarterbacks played okay, but I wasn't necessarily impressed with either one, like terribly. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, Love had 194 yards, two touchdowns. Like I said, one of those was like a 60 yarder where Ward fell down. They're like, okay, so that's not great stats. But Brock Purdy was 23 for 39. It's like just over what, a, like a 59% per- completion percentage, which is terrible for him. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, so neat. obviously this is a rain game. That's a young team. If this has been played without the rain, I, I don't know if this is like a, 45 to 35 game or something like honestly 
But in the rain, slugfest. I think the Green Bay Packers just ran out of horses, ran out of experience, and the Niners' defense came up big when they had to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was the difference. They clamped down in the red zone and uh, and did what they needed to do to, to win this game. Yeah, and I think before we move on here to my, my key takeaway from this game is, again, I we finally got to see something from Brock Purdy that we were just kind of waiting to see, like you alluded to there, Mike. Um, but I do also want to say just moving forward, it – I, I love when a when a player can go out and do the thing that they need to do. But I, I also think it can be a little bit of, you know, both things can be true. Like it is yeah. concerning how that game was allowed to get to that point. And a lot of that was still Brock Purdy's performance there. And yeah, sure, you can say, oh, rainy game, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? You live in San Francisco. There are going to be rainy games. These things are going to happen. Um, absolutely and so it, it it's not not a concern but it's good to see that despite that performance and it's not like it started you know the weather cleared up at the end of the game or anything it was still it, it was deceivingly dumping like the the main camera angles you don't really see it then you get the on the field camera angles like when i when i pulled up the game at first i didn't realize that it was yeah. raining like like it was and then i saw some of the tv oh. cameras like the technology and stuff they, they can see right through that stuff yeah so so you you might not have caught like just how bad it was so for him to come through in the end when it really matters is obviously a good thing but you might not have that margin of error in the future it's maybe not this year but in future years like those are things that are still kind of concerning for me um and i think fortunately for brock purdy He's running into another quarterback that kind of is susceptible to the same thing. You know, small hands, not as great in some of those weather games with Jared Goff. Um, so fortunately, we'll, we'll have a better weather game next week. And then the Super Bowl is in Vegas. So, you know, those two quarterbacks that are susceptible to those things won't really have that issue for the rest of the year unless we get a surprise weather update in San Francisco. Um, but it, it, it's still one of those things where despite the 49ers winning, the thing that was still the weak link was the quarterback. And so it's, it's good to see him do the thing that we wanted to see him do, but it's still not something to just scoff at. Um, And, you know, when we start looking at the quarterbacks that are going to come out of the AFC, which is, it's so funny, the difference here in like quarter, (laughs) like individual quarterback play on the NFC side and the AFC side, like you have multiple, like two, two time MVPs, on one side and then you All have Jared pro, Goff. You have Jared like, Goff and Brock Purdy, who their whole career so far has been like, This isn't the guy, they're the part of the system, the you know, their hands are too small, they whatever this and that. And so it's just it's a just, system guy. You have the these two West Coast systems versus just like this the guy dude. is the system yeah. over here. And uh so it's gonna be really cool to watch whatever comes out of it. But those are the reasons why I, and I have the same kinds of concerns for Jared Goff too. Like as soon as something is no longer on script, what's going to happen when you play guys like Lamar and Patrick Mahomes who probably get better when they're off script. Yeah, so as we start exactly. looking at, towards these matchups, like those are the things that I'm concerned when I see a Brock Purdy performance like this, uh, even though, you know, historically through the, the course of the season, he is very accurate. He does make really good decisions and he had a really great pass to Jennings across the middle when they really needed it. Just kind of lobbed it right but over, perfect touch, dude. right like, over the secondary, and Jennings yeah. made an excellent catch there. So um, it's good to see that. But I, you know, still have my concerns uh, for both of those guys in the NFC. But I, yeah. especially in a in a weather game like that for Brock, um, still a little bit of a question mark there for me. 
Yeah. Well, and it'll be it'll be interesting in the, come the Super Bowl because the AFC team will have the advantage at quarterback. And we've seen statistically it's all about the quarterback play when it comes to the Super Bowl. It's the quarterback. It's, it's it is so true and it scares the crud out of me. I'm not going like, to lie as a quarterback. Like like that's that's what it is. Like you can have the bet like I would say last year like the Eagles like overall as a team, better team, better. better O-line yeah. like but it was Mahomes who, who who I mean I think obviously, you know, they they had they had some good punt returns there from None other than Kadarius Tony to you know set them up, but like it's it's about the quarterback in the in the Super Bowl. Like you want the best quarterback, and a lot of times that's what it comes down to. So it'll be interesting, man. It'll be see. Can, is it is it is it the system guy, or is it um? Like, sorry, is it like the guy, or is it the system that's going to mm-hmm. win in the Super Bowl? Like that's really what it's going to be. And it's um, like so two I, I'm really excited. Two different like team building philosophies, absolutely, kind of yeah. going against each other, which is also really interesting. It's like, yeah. do you just need the quarterback to win? Or do you need the the build everything the else first and then just and get then, a guy who can not make mistakes, be big on a, a you know a third down play, yeah, things like that. Like like essentially what Tom Brady was for, I mean, pretty much his entire career. Like he was never like in like this extremely athletic, you know. He was big on third down, and mm-hmm. that and and was and, you know you he always you know the the rule was never give him the ball with time on the clock. Like that mm-hmm. was always the thing with Brady. And he I, never wowed you with his athleticism, but it was he was like like he is like a like a Brock Purdy esque kind of player where it's like he makes the good throws, he makes the right decision, and he doesn't lose you the game. Yeah. The so. the one thing I'm gonna be curious to see, um, and this is operating under an assumption where, you know, I, I don't think that the Niners are necessarily gonna miss out on a Super Bowl. We'll kind of talk about that later, but it would be an interesting dialogue, and I and I think we might see some of it. Where if the 49ers do lose, and we we kind of watch, maybe you know the AFC team comes out and wins the Super Bowl this year, and that's either going to be Lamar or that's going to be Patrick Mahomes. It does make me think: Will we have some more dialogue around? Does the Shanahan system kind of work to to win a Super Bowl? Because we just haven't seen it yet. They can always get there, you know the. How how many NFC championships is it now? For uh, four for in the, the last five four years, out of five. four out yeah. of five years. So the six the years question, coaching, I think. Yeah. yeah the, the question becomes: you you look at it every year. It's like, wow, these rosters from top to bottom are great, but there's like this carve out for the the quarterback where it's Jimmy G and it's Brock Purdy and it's not these elite level quarterback guys. But because of that, you're able to surround them with other elite talents. But if we continue to see that thing not work, it's like at what point do you? do uh, again all out of the rams where it's like yes we had a system we had a quarterback he didn't do it we're going to go buy the guy that we want we're going to try to win the super bowl now unfortunately they did and it was because the quarterback was able to kind of help elevate that team and you get stuck in this weird position here now where if the niners uh aren't able to make that happen you start to probably question like does this kind of team building work for us actually winning a super bowl and like long-term stuff how is this going to work so it will be an interesting dialogue um, if that's how things unfold, because to me, that's really the only thing that like is separating me from just stamping my 49ers Super Bowl win card right now is yeah. you're going to have they will play. They're, they're going to play a better quarterback. Yeah. yeah like and, and you start looking at the, the coaching and and you're like, OK, so he's super successful. Is this just another Marty shot and hyper? Yeah. You know, yeah. Where you're the best team in the league every season until you get to the playoffs. I mean, it's a, it's like, essentially like what we've talked about the Cowboys like. They'll win 12 yeah, games it, in the regular season, but that yeah, doesn't matter. And that's why McCarthy couldn't get fired. Is, is he's, he's won 36 games in three years. You can't 
fire a Super Bowl winning. You're not going to find that. You're not going to go find that again. Most most likely. And that's it is you can't replace that guy. Like Mm -hmm. as much as it's lacking and you feel like there's something that needs added there and he's not quite making it. Like what else are you going to do? And the same thing as 49ers, like this, this quarterback play is just not quite there, but what else are they going to do when they're so good? They can't, you know, it's hard to justify on their, yeah. And they whiffed on their quarterback jump. Right. And, and so you're just like, okay, so now what are you going to do? So it'll, it'll be neat to talk about that in the off season, especially. So, yeah. Well, I mean, those are our games. I mean, there, there are four left. There are four teams left. Um, obviously, very exciting stuff. Obviously, some dialogue that we're going to talk about. But we're going to move on to our next segment. We're going to talk about three big questions. So, Jameson, why don't you kind of walk, walk us through uh, the, the questions we have this week? All right. First one, we kind of alluded to this earlier. Um, the Bills, they can't, they can't get over the hump. We talked ad nauseum about Josh Allen being Superman. We've talked about the issues with their depth on defense. How do the Bills actually get to a Super Bowl? If we're looking at that roster and maybe we're talking about, uh, let, you know, we can pose this question for next year, but even down the line, like what do the Bills have to do to finally get a Super Bowl with Josh Allen? I don't know, because this is going to kind of contradict some of what we like literally just said about replacing head coaches. But Sean McDermott is supposed to be a defensive coach. Like that's supposed to be his thing. Like that's, 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 you know, why he's here. That's why he's doing all those things. And, and I think the defense over, like, like if you look at the tally thing with the bills, they've had some pretty good defenses over the last couple of years, their defense has just underperformed tonight. We talked about it. Like this team cannot get the stop when they need it. I don't know. I, I look at the team. I'm like, I, as much as I think Josh Allen needs to figure out his turnover thing. Um, he's why they were in the position they were in the first place. Um, I, I wonder how much better this team would be with an offensive head coach. And I know I'm talking about, you know, the defense being an issue, but what happens is that when you have a defensive head coach, um, a lot of times you have to, you know, fill in with an offensive coordinator of some kind. And then if that offensive coordinator is good, that you, you can't keep them because they get hired, they go get yeah. hired at other teams. So like you look at, you know, um, uh, oh gosh, now, now like I'm like blanking on teams that like, their offensive coach, you're like Ben Johnson's probably going to, he's going to have a job, you know, Kellen Moore, some of these like offensive coordinators that, you know, essentially to have a successful offense, you need an offensive coach because you need someone to stay on the team that can create an offensive scheme. You know, the, the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports and you need a consistency there. So when you constantly have like a rotating door of uh, offensive coordinators, you never see that consistency. You know, when Brian, Brian Dable, you know, that they couldn't keep Brian Dable. He went to go be head coach for the Giants and, and those kinds of things. And so yeah, I, I was just that, about to bring him up. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I was Josh Allen's on. best year was Brian under Dable. Dable and he could they can't keep him because he's going to yeah. go be a head coach somewhere. Yeah. And like and like that's just the name of the game. So I really think that like for most teams, I like I think like the same deal with like Pete Carroll, like his 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 bread and butter was supposed to be his defense. And for a lot of years it was. But the last two years, it's been terrible. The last four or five, it's been middle of the pack to oh, eh. and like uh, eventually it's like okay we we kind of need to make a shift here and that was something that um you know the, the 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 gm for the seahawks had said was that like when you that's a huge issue is that when you have a defensive coach you and you you know just rely on offensive coordinators you're gonna lose them and you don't get that consistency um so i i i really think that they obviously they need to figure out their their obviously they fired their offensive coordinator halfway through the season or whatever that was, but I, I, I legitimately look at this team and I go, man, 
This best year was with Brian Dable. I really think they need a head coach in here who can really play to his strengths, can minimize some turnovers, and then that defense needs to be retooled in a lot of ways. And I would say that's mostly my answer is there's yeah. a retooling of the defense that needs to happen because we've, we've talked about it every year the past, I think, three years, is this Bills team is beat up at the end of the year and they don't have depth. They're old. They're tired. I mean, last year, they actually got a couple guys back at the end of the year and they kind of made a little playoff run and did well. Yeah. And, until, you know, but it's, it's the same thing over and over again. It's just this year that this defense played above itself because of all the injuries they had, right? They had, they had starters out for half the year. They, they're, they're missing linebackers for their last three games and they go out and they yeah. win their, they win their division over the Dolphins with those missing pieces. Like this, this defense stepped up and played well for their coach and, and, and he, he schemed them up perfectly. And, and to be fair, they, they lost by three points. So this isn't sure. like a blowout to Patrick Mahomes. No. And, and they held him to 27 points and it was, and, and their offense controlled most of the game, but they couldn't get, like you said, they couldn't get the stop when they needed to. I think they just didn't have, if they just held they didn't for have 10 the more personnel, yards, 15 more yards. They, yeah. They didn't have the personnel to actually stop Mahomes over the middle. They just, and I think it's a personnel problem and I don't know how you fix it because I think for the most part, and I will, I looked this up earlier today is this defense is, is, is pretty much whole for this next year. I think the only, the only person they have for a contract is Micah Hyde. And when he's healthy, he's a huge difference maker. Don't get me wrong. Like he, Micah Hyde's phenomenal when healthy, but the, the words there are when healthy, he's injured every year. So yeah. maybe you let Micah Hyde go, try and go and draft a nice safe, a, a nice, good safety out of college in the first round or something like Maybe in the second, third round, you go get a couple linebackers to really kind of bolster your this this defense. I mean, you've got Von Miller under contract who who actually played better at the end of the year as he got healthier from last, his last injury, and and I think that that helps you there. But and I'll say it always is any time that Josh Allen has to play hero ball in the playoffs, you're you're going to eventually lose because hero mm-hmm. ball can only take you so far. So you hero have ball to have the is for him. hero ball should be for a drive for a quarter, yeah. not yeah. the entire season. It should be in that spot at the end of the game when you need to win. That's hero ball time. It's not for the entire game. Josh Allen can't be your leading rusher every game. He was the leading rusher in this last game. If you had a running game around Josh Allen, I think you elevate him. I've been saying that for a long time. We alluded to it like when they had Cooks book cooking the last few games in the regular season, they looked unstoppable. Well, Cooks only got 60 yards in this playoff game, and Allen had like 72. And that's that's not what you want. You want this team to be looking at Cooks saying, oh, my goodness, he's getting the ball again. We need to stop him so that those linebackers will step up and Allen can just whoop, right over the top, right? That's That's what you need. Instead, you're like, okay, well, Cooks might get the ball, but we're more afraid of Allen. So we're going to kind of spy him and keep our linebackers back and wait for him to play hero ball. And, and those lanes are going to be tighter and slower and mistakes will happen that way. And, and that's been the, the key for him. I think basically his whole career is, is he hasn't had a running game. They need to go out and get a, a, I mean, Cooks might be the guy. I don't know. 
Maybe they get another guy to compliment, but you, you start busting the ball right up the middle more often, get those linebackers to pay more attention to the running back, not Allen. And I think that changes this entire team. It changes the outlook. I think they can do it with the same coaching, maybe a new offensive coordinator. I think, I think McDaniel has earned his spot here. I don't, I don't know who you go get. That's going to be better. You know, are you going to go get Belichick? Is he actually going to be better? And maybe he makes the defense a little better. You're still going to have the same offensive hero ball problem. So like, like who are you going to get Pete Carroll? Yeah. Maybe he makes his defense better, but you're still going to have that same Josh Allen hero ball issue. And and Carroll would like to run the ball more. So maybe that is the answer. I don't know, but (laughs) that is a true statement. That is a true statement, but maybe that does help. I don't, you know, but I think McDaniel makes his defense better. They play up beyond their expectations with their backups a lot. And we've seen that. And I think this is more of a just can't end the game. They just can't run the ball and keep the ball out of the other players' hands. They just can't keep healthy on defense. It's 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 a problem that I don't know if they're gonna solve. I think they're gonna fall out of their their Super Bowl window before they can solve it. And that that's my honest opinion. Yeah. yeah. And the the one thing I want to add to that for the next question here is uh and, and I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, penalizing Josh Allen for scoring all the touchdowns because I was just applauding Lamar for, you know, rushing for two, passing yeah. for two. But there, there is a point where, um, you know, even if the, the points scored are the same, having the touchdowns kind of spread across your roster a little bit more, even if those numbers stay exactly the same, does mean something. Because whether it's now, uh, you know, Cook is a threat because he's scoring touchdowns. Like, we at least have to pay attention to him. Like, you, you do look at players a little bit differently where it's like, Josh Allen's the guy scoring all the touchdowns. We just got to focus on Josh Allen. They're not well, even so, handing the so, ball off to their other guys to rush for touchdowns, so we can just pay attention to him. But there's also an element of letting those other guys score touchdowns. I'm not saying they're not letting them score touchdowns, but getting those other guys fed touchdowns also gets them more involved. In a game, it's like in a basketball game, you're getting the your, your post guy some touches early, so he's, he's kind of set for the rest of the game. Now he's in the, the rhythm of the game. He has the feel a little bit better. He's going to be more involved and is going to be willing to do more things. When it's always Josh Allen scoring touchdowns, there's like multiple elements to team involve, team involvement, but also um, you know just spreading it out from a scheme perspective and now making the defense stay honest to you know this running back over here or this guy because now he can score too. So that's that's where the hero ball kind of comes back to bite you. Um, and, and last point on the hero ball thing is, I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes try to do his best in the Super Bowl against the Bucks. He was throwing passes while he's parallel to the ground and hitting guys in the face mask in the end zone. They're not catching it. He's under duress the whole game. And he, even he couldn't get it done there. Uh, And that's probably of all the guys in the league, the best hero baller alive right now uh, is Patrick Mahomes with what he's able to do. Um, And and even he can't win Super Bowls that way. Um, Let alone, you know, we're talking about getting to Super Bowls for Josh Allen when you have to go through uh, a guy who probably plays Superman better than you. So, it's a tough path. Right. <laughs> those, those are all valid reasons, but um, it, it's going to be tough. And, and maybe the best answer to this question is how do the Bills get to the Super Bowl? You just kind of have to hope you don't run into Mahomes at all. And, and maybe and, that's and in luck a couple plays, of years. And, and luck plays a factor, right? If, it does. If they don't miss that field goal, maybe, maybe it's them playing. It, maybe it's weekend. different. Maybe it's them playing. So as much as we want to say skill every once in a while, luck plays a factor. If it's not raining and those Green Bay Packers pick off Brock Purdy twice early on in that game, it's a different game. And the 49ers yeah. probably lose. 
So luck plays a factor in all things, and and sometimes it's just not your time. Yep. And that sucks for Buffalo fans. And, and maybe because that it hasn't time... been their time for like five years now. Yeah. It hasn't well, been their time well, for a long and, time. And, you know, to kind of coincide with that, that's the whole stretch of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey uh, kind of all but officially becoming the best postseason duo of all time. Uh, yeah, they, what, they lead the league or they lead all time in uh, touchdown catches duo. Yep. So, and, and by the way, Travis Kelsey, not too far behind Jerry Rice in a lot of uh, receiving statistics as well in the postseason. In the postseason he, he probably yeah. won't catch him in yards just at this point in his, in his career, but I think he's six catches away from tying Jerry Rice for the, for the yeah. all time. He's only a handful of touchdowns away from that as well. So um, maybe the Bills opportunity to break that ceiling comes when Travis Kelsey finally retires in a couple of years. Um, but that that's a tough, tough beat for the Bills getting stuck with Patrick Mahomes after getting stuck with Tom Brady for so long. All right. Next question for you guys here. Which first round playoff quarterback would you rather give a big contract to this offseason? So the ones we're looking at here, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, or Tua. Of those guys, which one would you rather give that big contract to this offseason? So a lot of these guys, their their contract is up this year or within the next two years. So obviously I think Jared Goff's got two years left, but the rest of these guys, like obviously Baker Mayfield needs to get signed. Uh like he he'll he'll get paid this offseason. And they all had very similar statistics. So all three for around four thousand yards. We're in the twenty eight to thirty two touchdowns, dozen picks. Um, gosh, when I look at this, I mean, we might all be in agreement here, but it's probably going to be Jordan Love. I mean, for me, it probably is. I'd probably go Jordan Love and then Baker, then Jared, then Tua. And the only reason I would do Baker over Jared is just because of age. Um, and, and, and that would be it. But I'm, I'm looking at, you know, paying them the 35, 38 million dollars. That's considered, you know, what, what they would probably get. Um, but I always go Jordan Love just because I think of just the, the ceiling that he has shown, I think, is is and the athleticism that he has shown is higher than all of these guys. Um, so that that's kind of where where I would go. How about you guys? Well, I, I'm I'm also taking Jordan Love, but it's it's for a slightly different reason, is because he's under contract for next year under that rookie deal still, and so he's set to get his first big contract now. Um, I think. With him, you can get an extension on him cheaper than some of the others is is the way I look at it. Mm. Um, and so that kind of pushes me. I mean, Tua, uh, these, uh, these other guys are just older, right? They've, they've been in the league. They expect bigger contracts. Baker Mayfield's going to come out and say, look what I did for your team. Like, I'm as good as Tom Brady. I, I deserve Tom Brady money, right? Um, Jared Goff's going to be like, hey, I've made this much in the past. I expect to be paid well more than that. And again, um, just Tua, like the, what I've done for this team. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you know, like what kind of what what have you meet, you know, missed out with Matthew Stafford and me? I beat Matthew Stafford, right? So I've taken you further than Matthew Stafford has ever gotten for your team. So he's going to ask for big money. I think this comes down to now if you if you're asking like who who would I rather have on my team for all of these? I think of the same answer is Jordan Love because of his age. And the way he took this young team uh what it's the youngest receiver core ever basically to get into the playoffs. Like they're all first and second rounders from the last two years, all of them. And, and then you have him who's been in the league for, this is his fourth year, right? And he's been sitting on the bench for three of those. And you're just like, okay, so 
this has the makings of a guy who knows what he's doing. You can give him a five-year extension this uh, this offseason. I say you go ahead and do that, and you see what you got, and it's not going to be as big of a hit as as Mayfield, Goff. Two was my biggest question here, and I think he's the hardest one to evaluate, is he's due a big contract. His numbers were great for half the year again, and then right at the end of the year, he kind of puttered out again. Mm-hmm. You're just like, what is this guy? I don't know. And, and I, I have, I struggle with giving to a bigger contract. Baker Mayfield, give him a three year, you know, 90 million. I'm okay with that. Like I can, I can justify that. Um, as you retool your team, as you're working with Baker Mayfield, um, even maybe even 35 million or whatever the quarterback, you know, money looks like. Um, Jared Goff, he deserves a bigger contract. He deserves it. Yep. But if I, if I choose one, I think it's Jordan Love. Yeah, I that that's kind of where I'm at as well. I would almost I know this is kind of cheating, but I would probably rank them in like Jordan Love is my first option. Uh, again, everything money wise that you had said, Mike, I agree with, but also just the eye test, like with what he's able yeah. to do, some of those off platform throws for as young and, and inexperienced as he is, despite having the few years behind Aaron Rodgers, there's like a lot of promise there. And I think you play for that upside any day of the week. Um, any team would basically be dying for their first round quarterback to look like that so young. So lock it up. And obviously, you know, the Packers now have a history of kind of knowing what they have in quarterbacks um, and drafting them early and and letting them sit there for a little bit and kind of just letting them stew. And then they come out looking like, you know, real legit guys. So I think Jordan love is, is the first one uh, there. And then uh, I think it kind of goes down. Jared Goff has kind of earned it. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's got that dog in him. I want to pay that guy. I want to have him be on the team. He feels like a good locker room guy as well. And then, yeah, two is just the biggest concern for me, whether it's performance, whether it's health. Um, I, I don't find him to have some of the intangibles that some of these other guys have because he's not the biggest guy. He's not the most athletic guy. He's not the most physical guy. Um, but, you know, when it's schemed up properly, he he's dangerous. But there's a question there, you know, the scheme is part of that and it's probably the biggest part of that and and of that you know the this lot of quarterbacks you know mike mcdaniel i feel like you could throw just about any quarterback in there who's functional and you know they can thrive in the scheme as well so why am i paying to a money yeah. for this uh and i think that's where you probably don't give him that money and you find something else and that you know it, obviously he's a guy that comes from the chain of hand tree is very similar in that regard uh, where it's like, hey, we have all of this extra cash because we're not paying quarterbacks big money. Look at all this skill position. We can scheme up something great. Let's see where we have the best goes. wide receiver in the game and Tyree Kill right now. Yeah. And, like, and is, so, is it really Tua doing this or is it, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so I think everybody can kind of look at that and say, mm, that's not quite what I'm what I'm looking for in big money and a quarterback because the numbers would justify big money um, when you're yeah. just looking at the season in totality and the number of games that they're able to win. Everything is there or big money, um, even more so than Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield. But I, I think when you take a look at the circumstances and then what has come out of those, all of these guys have a playoff win this season, um, except for Tua. Except yeah. for Tua. Except and for Tua. and to be fair, that defense was decimated. It was. It was. In that game against the Bills. but Absolutely decimated. It, Not it that they would have necessarily won, but they were decimated. Yeah. It, it, you know, he didn't look great in that game either himself. No, he didn't. Uh, d- despite the defensive issues for for the Dolphins, so um, 
that that's exactly how I would go to which to to speak on another quarterback here we'll get to our third and final question um does Lamar Jackson have to win this game against the Kansas City Chiefs this coming weekend I'm gonna say yes because I think this is the same issue that I think they will run into the same issue that um the Eagles are in now their coordinators are going to get hired as head coaching jobs, most likely because you see how successful they've been like, especially their defense coordinator. I think it's going to be like uh, Mike McDonald. I think is his name. Um, yeah, he's interviewed a bunch already. Yeah. yeah he's I, this, the Seahawks have interviewed him. I know he's interviewed a bunch of places. Um, I think this is the best team that Lamar may ever get in terms of, in, in terms of the defense. And when the defense yeah. is as good as that, Lamar digestion doesn't need to do a whole. Now he does because he's really good. And, Four touchdowns, I think, you know, close to 300 total yards um, there. But I really do think he does, too, because you really then start to 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 question who he is in the playoffs. I mean, he's two and three. Um, he's there. There would be a lot of questions. I think, you know, Jamison, we, we, we also talked about, you know, you've talked about John Harbaugh and the the some of the decisions that he's made maybe late in games or the, the not getting there when he needs to or, you know, things like that. Um, so I really think he needs to, because this will be the biggest, cause like Lamar Jackson's ever played an AFC championship game. And yeah. this will be the first, this will be the first time to see him in that against, again, the team they probably did not want to see. They'd rather much see the bills. And so I really do think that he, that, that, that he, I think Josh Allen was probably the most under pressure to, to in, the, in these, this playoffs this year, but now he's gone. I think the most pressure to win, I think is I, I'm an individual person is Lamar Jackson. I think, I think the 49ers have the most pressure as a team because oh, yeah. like, yeah. because of the, how much money they've spent and those kinds of things and their expectations. But I think if you look at an individual player, it's gotta be Lamar. So that's where I sit. I, I think you win two MVPs and you're two and three in the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's a huge red flag, right? Like you're like, okay, so you play really well in the, middle of the season you play really well at the end of the season when it comes to the playoffs you can't you can't win i mean um, I, I, yeah. even, I even think of like as like think of like aaron Rodgers. he has four mvps but he's only got like one super bowl one super bowl yeah and, like, and that's like, always going to be something that that's, that's looked down upon right they're going to be like yeah but he only won one he and, you has know, the same like, super bowls as trent dilfer <laughs> yeah like, exactly and like, only one super bowl appearance too which is right. a big part of it yeah and that's a huge part of it. And and so if you if if they lose this game, you've got Jackson who's two and four in the playoffs. Yep. And honestly, their last win against Houston, as much as I love that team, they're also young and played above their means this year. Yeah. Right. And the Ravens are playing right where they're at. Where they the Ravens be. should have done what they did. They should yeah. have been worse. It should have been another 10, 20 points that they should have scored in the first half. Because they're that much better than the Houston Texans, I truly believe. Yeah. And so you're looking at it like, okay, so they were a little rusty coming out, okay. Then they did what you expected them to do. So if if I'm the Niners, like Houston and the Bucks, I think were the two teams that I would have rather played this weekend. Yeah. Like as far as actual skill and and how good the team is, like I want those two teams. Mm-hmm. They were the worst in the playoffs left. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, okay, so you you won the game you should have. Now, can you beat a Patrick Mahomes who has had a very down year? 
Can you beat a Kansas City Chiefs team? And it's crazy that his down year is he's in the AFC Championship. Most of us didn't expect him to even be here this year, right? right? This this Kansas City team, what, three weeks before the end of the season, we're like, are the Chiefs even going to make the playoffs? Like, yeah. there was a chance for the Denver Broncos win that division and knock yep. the Chiefs out of the playoffs. And so we're looking at this, and we're like, what is going on with this Chiefs team? It just doesn't look right. And and this is the year that if Lamar, Lamar Jackson comes up short again, you start looking at him and be like, okay, so what's wrong with his gameplay? Like, what's going on? This is clearly the best defense in the league. So, so why can't you win when you have to? Yeah. You can win whenever, when there's like nothing on the line, but when like everything is on the line, how come you struggle? Well, and, th- and that's going to be a question going forward, right? And I think too, like if, if, if Lamar Jackson, say they go off and they win the Super Bowl this year, they, you know, he, he wins his MVP. Say he, I mean, and if they win the Super Bowl, he's probably winning Super Bowl MVP. That's just most works, likely, yeah. yeah. Um, that right there, that's a lot for the Hall of Fame. Two MVPs and a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, well, I win. think, I think he's already there. If you win yeah. two MVPs, you make it to the Hall of Fame. That's just how it you, happens. You probably do. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of quarterbacks that have, yeah, that have been it, Hall of Fame. That's because it's quarterback leaning. It, yeah. It, well, sure. If it wasn't, yeah. But uh, two, super, but, two like, MVPs. That's what's on the line here, I think. Yeah. Two MVPs, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP just kind of fast tracks you. You're probably first ballot at that point. It's, yeah. It's kind of, you're but just like, battling semantics, but I. But there's like I so much room to gain. Like, you know, you're beating yeah. Patrick Mahomes. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're taking the team to the, you know, to the Super Bowl and, and, and all of that entails, you know, after signing your big contract and, and, you know, especially after, you know, not being, I mean, for some, some of these years, not even being available, you know, being injured or, yeah. or things like that. Like, I just think that he has so much to lose if he doesn't get it more than like if Patrick Mahomes loses, like he's still Patrick Mahomes. And we're still saying he's the best quarterback in the league. Even if he loses six straight conference champions, he's if got he throws, two, up two dead, he throws for 150 like, yards and two touchdowns and two interceptions. We're still probably going to say next year that he's the best quarterback in the league. Like that's, that's yeah. where we're at with mm-hmm. him. And I, I would push back a little bit on the Jackson to to the Hall of Fame already, because if he goes this year and loses again in the playoffs, and say it happens one more time, because it, it's hard to get back to the championship game. Like it, yeah. this is Mahomes going six times in a row, Tom Brady going twelve it's, it's times a in a row. Thing. Like it's a- like th- those are like freak players, but like all the other teams get one or two a, every ten years, right? Yeah, like maybe. And then you look at you look at Jackson. You're like, okay, so he may never get this far again. And if he never gets this far again, I don't know if he's locked for the Hall of Fame because the, the the conversation in that Hall of Fame ballot room will be, but he couldn't do it in the playoffs. Yeah, right. And so that's and and that that becomes a real fast downhill slope, especially in those conversations of all time greats. They're like, yeah, he had two MVPs because he was running the ball more than the rest of his team, and and he was throwing it okay. And and this year, honestly, is it's come down to who else is going to be the MVP. We've had that conversation. Who else is going to be the MVP? This is a down year. Like no one has stepped up forward saying, I want the MVP, you know, by putting up gaudy numbers like we've seen in the past. Yeah. And it's just like Jackson just happened to outlast Usually everybody the MVP is locked by week like 14. Yeah. And, 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 and it really hadn't been. Well, and in week week 15, week 14, we were like, Brock Purdy might be the MVP. Yeah. And everybody's like, really? That? That guy, you know, and so it took that long for Jackson to even separate himself for this MVP. It was really, I mean, the game against the, the Ravens Niners game that that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, all right, wrap and it up. Like whoever wins this one is going to wrap it up, basically. And so I think I think he I think this has got to be 
this year or next year, he's got to get to that Super Bowl. He's got to win one if he wants that Hall of Fame career solidified. And if he doesn't, it's just another one of those, you know, okay, you know, Dan Marino was great for 12 years, never got a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but Joe Montana, now he's the GOAT. He won four. You know, I mean, so like he becomes like a Philip Rivers. I mean, exactly. I, I mean, actually, no, because Philip Rivers didn't win two MVPs. Yeah, I think that's discrediting uh, okay, being that's, a two-time that, MVP. Okay, that's fair. I, I, that there there the was a season thing. where I think Philip Rivers got shafted on the MVP, but yeah. that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I think this is one of those. Yeah, he could. He'll end up in the Hall of Fame, like two MVPs, but it's going to be like fifteen years down the road. Yeah, it's going it's gonna to take the like, time. It's going to. It's it's not going to be. You know, he'll be he'll be a lot older accepting his speech. Yeah. And if he goes and wins this, yeah. if he goes and wins the Super Bowl, it's Eli Manning. It's you know, it's it's up there. Eli Manning had two Super Bowls, but no MVPs. But you got two MVPs and one Super Bowl. Like you're in, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, you're just in first yeah. ballot. The in, the two right. MVPs is like a good floor if you're not going to yeah. win the Super Bowl to get yourself into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, especially if you don't have like insanely gaudy passing numbers as a quarterback. Um, yeah. so I think we'll get in eventually, doesn't. but. Yeah, but but my my answer to this question is it's kind of a culmination of everything that you guys have have said like if not this year when, which is basically the whole Bills yeah. dialogue that we just had. So, you have to do it. And if he if he does, he leapfrogs a lot of people. He obviously leapfrogs a guy like Josh Allen uh oh, yeah. who has oh, yeah. no MVPs. Uh, I mean Burrow. Who, I I think he leapfrogs a guy like Burrow and I think it's probably the first time since Patrick Mahomes has been Patrick Mahomes, where I wouldn't make the argument, but you could make the argument that Lamar Jackson is the best, best player in football. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. You could just, you like, what do you, what's the, you don't have a leg to stand on to an extent at that point, two MVPs, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. What, you know, what else do you want me to say? And, and yeah. so he has that going for him, which is why it's a really big year for him. But I think there is a world where since it is Patrick Mahomes and we kind of have the context of, well, unfortunately there are just some times when you can't win on a guy's watch. And so if he loses to Patrick Mahomes, but plays an amazing, like if he has like a Jalen Hurts esque Super Bowl game, sands yeah. like the turnover where it's like, wow, just, Jalen just Hurts loses. balled out and you lost to Patrick Mahomes. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I feel like there is a part to that as well um, sure. where you're like, okay like sure he lost but he lost to the guy and had an amazing year where you know he won an mvp he finally you know put away some of those playoff doubts a little bit um but i think ultimately at the end of the day you have to do it this year because again if you don't do it this you're at home you're at home you're at home this is the year man it's you know yeah yeah. that you you have the better defense even though the chiefs have a really good defense uh, yeah, you should have. Is it better weapons your defense is here, and everybody else's defense is below? Like, like the Ravens' defense is on another level. Yeah, yeah. Like and, as much as we so, still have great, great defenses in the playoffs, in the Niners, and in the Chiefs, like it's another level. Yeah, that this has to be your year for that, and that's not even considering the things that can happen in the AFC after this year. Even if it's not the Chiefs, like we're gonna have Joe yeah. Burrow back, even yeah. though the Bengals are gonna look a little bit different. Josh Allen is still here. We talked about him for forty minutes today. You know, there, there are all of the, the, the Texans are going to be a team that you're going to have to worry about. Stroud's in the a dude. CJ Stroud's, Stroud's another a dude. And so yeah. it's like, 
it's not even just getting past the Chiefs this year. It's well now the the competition is just so deep in the AFC mm-hmm. to where I you have to do it this year. And I it's going to be big for his legacy if he wins it. I think, like I said, there are ways where you can kind of contextualize his legacy if he plays really good and they still lose. I mean, maybe something like you said about Carl Malone and the with, the, with Jordan. Yeah, like yeah. you know, sorry, Jazz or you know anybody in the Eastern Conference in the '90s. Like you're not beating the Chicago Bulls. They're just going to win every championship, and you're still going to have great careers. You're still going to go on to the Hall of Fame. And people will recognize eventually in the future that they just ran into a buzzsaw that was the 90s Bulls. The greatest and, player ever to play the game. Yeah. Well, that would actually be LeBron James. But fortunately. <laughs> oh, there we go. Fortunately. Uh, you at know, the time. Yeah, at the time. At the time. At, at the time. The we can say this because Matt isn't here. The, at, at the time, the unquestioned goat. They called him the goat after you got the first three-peat and then you had another one. So, you know. Um, but they, I, I feel like you would be able to look back far enough into the future. Uh, and, and be like, hey, Lamar played great, but everybody was running to the Chiefs. He wasn't able to get his ring. That sucks. He'll still eventually get in, but if, if he wants to take that next leap to, you know, obviously there are tiers to, you know, Hall of Fame players. Even if you make it in the Hall of Fame, we look at some guys a little bit differently. If Lamar wants to be that guy, which I think a two-time MVP resume, you know, it kind of sets you up for being that kind of guy, you have to win it now. It has yeah. to be this year. Especially again, when you look at the NFC, uh, you know, we've talked a lot. It, it on seems this show weaker. It about, seems weaker this year. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Niners are still one of the teams to beat definitely out of the NFC that they've been that all year. They've already beat them head to head. And if you're going up, if the quarterback matchup is two time MVP, Lamar Jackson versus Brock Purdy, you have to win that Super Bowl too. You just yeah. have mm-hmm. to. So. <sighs> I he has to win this game. Pick him. This is probably going to be. I'm not even joking. The hardest pick him that we've done on this show. I maybe think so. since it's, uh, since it's been put together. Uh, when we start getting into the AFC matchup here, let's um, talk about it. Let's so talk about let, it. Let's just let's just jump right in there. Um, All right. I'll yeah. I'll lead the pick him this week for you guys. Okay. Um, and I will say I'll, I'll start. Uh, well, let's start with the uh the nfc because i think even though you know we have uh, affiliations to one of the teams here on the show i feel like this one might be a little bit easier to pick so let's start with the nfc um i'll i'll let grant go first and then i'll give the floor to mike uh to to have him talk about the lions playing in san francisco in the nfc championship game against the 49ers grant yeah well, first, I want to say again, Jameson, you and I are perfect this week. Again, you know, we don't we don't bet against the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That was my one fa- downfall. Is I, I bet yeah. against the yeah. Chiefs I mean, and yeah, Andy Reid. It's it's the, it's the Tom Brady Belichick. I, I bet otherwise. against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I am an idiot. Yeah, and um, uh, the crazy thing is, was that that spoiler that might happen. Anyway, yeah. moving on. <laughs> uh, for first those of you who are who can't see the Zoom call, uh, Mike is wearing a dunce cap. Um, <laughs> that that is, that is true. pretty close. It's yeah. there, yeah. Wearing a dunce cap, I picked against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas <laughs> yeah. City Chiefs. Yeah. Against the Bills. Yeah. I'm dumb. Against the Bills, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I I do think these teams like the Lions have a lot of answers like to the Niners. They got they got some tight ends, they got running backs, they got wide receivers. Um, I think I think quarterbacks overall, I mean, if you look at their statistics, they're pretty even. 
Um, I, I mean, Brock Purdy has a higher uh, completion percentage and higher quarterback rating, but like if you look at yards, touchdowns, interceptions, they're they're pretty much right there. Um, and 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 on defense, they've got Aiden Hutchinson, they've got they've got Gardner Johnson, they've got the uh, Brian Branch. Like they've they have some of these guys, and they have I think they I think that these teams actually are pretty equal in terms of their skill. In terms of they they've got some guys. I mean, obviously, I take Nick Bosa over Hutchinson. I take Debo. Actually, I don't know if I take Debo over. Amon Ra, those are those are pretty close. That's pretty um, close. But I mean, I, obviously, I'd take McCaffrey over Gibbs, and again, that's no slight. I'd probably take Kittle over Porta. No slight to them. It's just that's how talented this Niners team. Um, but I think I think pound for pound, they match up with their skill positions uh, pretty well. They, it's, there's not a lot of holes on either of these teams, and that's why they're in this position. Um, but I got I got I got to take the Niners. I think I think. Um, as much as I think the Lions knew they were going to be here, I just think the Niners need this. Like, they need this. They need this to win this and go to Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, much like how the Rams needed to a couple of years ago. Like, I was this just is say that. Like, like that's because it's like if the Niners don't, I don't know if they will. Like, I, I mean, you just, can ask the same question that we just asked of the Ravens. Like, if not now, when? Yeah. Like, oh it, yeah, it, it's got to be like. They're paying. They're they're paying a lot of guys. Um, I mean, I don't know the hundred percent their cap situation for next year, but like it's it's going to get worse. Not as too bad. Con- not, not too bad. bad. Yeah, but it, eventually, you know, yeah, yeah, we're catching contract up on, on how many contracts there. we have for sure. Yeah, like you guys are paying. You're the highest paid at a lot of a lot of positions. Um, so I, except for that QB much, spot. Yeah i I think I think the Lions. I don't I don't want to say that they're playing with house money because, um. Like I think they they've played enough to not deserve that 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 term, but in a way like the Lions I think still like there's I think there's there's still room for improvement on this team in some in some areas again that defense can still give up yards. That's um, secondary for sure. Yeah, yeah, and so that's where I think the Niners have the edge here, and where I think that like they they can use the Lions can still use another year to to build up, and I think maybe even next year is like the year where it's like yeah they 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 they'll probably play in the Super Bowl. Um. And so I, I'm, I'm going to go Niners. I know it's a long-winded way to say it, but I'm going to go Niners. Uh, I'll go next just so I can let, uh, let you kind of <laughs> wrap up everything here. Um, this is kind of a tough one for me to pick just because I, I, I would have liked to see another week of 49ers play just because it's like a weird week to try to gauge a team off of after this last week. And, and the, yeah, you have a buy and then you come out and you play a little sloppy. It's in the rain and, yada 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 uh sloppy game uh kind of all around but i i have a hard time going against what basically is the team from the nfc that has proved to be the class of the nfc because of, of the eagles falling off the face of the map uh, and and this whole year it was always oh it's the the face of the nfc is going to be the 49ers and it's going to be the eagles well again eagles are no longer in that conversation and the niners have kind of proven to be that team um, and, and so I, I am going to pick the Niners here. I feel like there could still be just a little bit of an upset alert here. Um, I, I don't know what the line is going to be for this game, but obviously the 49ers are going to be favored at home. Um, it, it really comes down to which quarterback who can make the mistake, you know, wh- which one's going to make the mistake. And fortunately for both of those guys, they've got really great schemes. You've got Ben Johnson. You've got Kyle Shanahan. You know, who, who's going to out-scheme who? Who's going to do what? Um, ultimately, 
it, this is the 49ers game to lose again for them. If not this year, when they've finally got to break that seal somehow. And, and maybe, maybe just maybe that last week victory with, you know, breaking that Oh, and 30 streak by trailing and going into the fourth quarter. Maybe that's enough to like put them over the hump in this NFC championship game. So I'm going to take the Niners. Um, it's probably the one I feel more confident about taking between these two uh, games that we have going on here. Uh, I, I do think this game is going to ironically come down to a couple of guys who have been coming on as of late for both of these teams. And that's going to be guys like Jawan Jennings. And that's going to be guys like Josh Reynolds for the lions who have just kind of been these yep. like tertiary options for both of these teams where uh, again, when the lights shine the brightest, you've got your guys, but, Guess what? The other team also knows that they're going to try to eliminate those guys from your game plan. So if it's not Christian McCaffrey, uh, if it's not going to be Kittle, if it's not going to be Debo or Ayuk, guess what? You have a great option in Jawan Jennings who can go over the middle. And then we saw Josh and Reynolds out this last game. Yeah, exactly. And and Josh Reynolds has kind of been like uh, coming on for hey, if it's not going to be you know our our dual threat running back situation. If it's not going to be Amon Ross St. Brown, if it's not going to be Laporta, we've got Josh Reynolds right here. Uh, and he's been instrumental, uh, especially with, with him and Jared Goff, who both played in L.A. together. So those are two guys on, on each team that I might anticipate to have like a sneaky good game uh, that could really kind of help break something open for either one of these. But I just got to roll with the Niners. I, I, I feel like the pedigree is there, even though they haven't you know, gotten to the Super Bowl victory. They've been to the Super Bowl. They basically own the NFC, uh, you know, title games at this point. They're always there. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to roll with that. Uh, they've also just had their window open longer and the, the Lions window is starting to open. And yeah. so maybe it's a little too early for the Lions as good as they've been. Um, and, and I just feel like that matters. And we saw it again with with the Packers too. It, it, in those moments, it just matters. So I'm going to roll with the Niners here. Mike, do we have an update on Debo? Because I know he was injured. So Debo uh, is playing on uh, this weekend. No I problem. Figured. Yeah, they came out today and we're all like, yeah, no. Um, he technically may have been able to play. It was like stinger kind of situation. It was more yeah. pain tolerance and not wanting to injure him more for the sure. future um, because it was the same shoulder that he injured earlier in the year. Okay. So, gotcha. but yeah, I just want to make sure go. we did that. He should be full go um, by Thursday. So he'll probably take Wednesday practice off. So, gotcha. All right, Mike. How about you? Can I can I take a wild guess yeah, here? I, I think we're gonna sweep this. I, we all know Matt's gonna pick the Niners as well. Actually, um, I, since he's not here, I should just write him down as the Lions. Just, <laughs> like, sorry, man. You're, you're you know you let's say you went one and one this week. You, you weren't here. Um, no, I think <laughs> I think we're all gonna pick the Niners here. This is the team that's supposed to win, right? And we're gonna pick that. I think a lot of these teams that are supposed to win sometimes they get a scare in the playoffs. And they come out and just ball the rest of the way through. And yeah. I think that's, I think this is going to happen. They came I, out rusty this last week. They played a closer game than they wanted, than they sh probably should have played against a very young Green Bay Packers team who played a, above their level, out of their minds. And I think this uh, 49ers team is going to be like, okay. And this Lions team beat that Packers team. So, uh, yeah, let's come out here and we're going to, I think, I think this is, Lions defense is too gettable on the back end. Mm -hmm. I think yep. these crossing routes that the 49ers are best at, is going to expose a little bit on these Lions de defensive backs. And as good as this young Lions, you know, linebacker core has been gotten over the, they're still gettable. 
And I think that just feeds right into what the 49ers do best. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to go for, I don't know, 100 yards running, 50 yards receiving. Like, that's the kind of Dane. Um, I still think the Lions are going to score a bunch of points. I think the 49ers are favored by six and a half. I don't even know if I like that much. Yeah, that's quite a big. It's a big spread to start. Uh, Vegas is trying to get people to bet on the Lions. My my that's actual guess would be like three and a half. That's like yeah, yeah that's that's where another four point game. I kind of see that. I, I expect you know, I personally expect the Lions trying to come back like the 49ers did, but not mm. quite being able to do it. And I, I, that's what I see happening. I think this defense will they'll shut them down when they need to. Um, and man, Laporta scares me though. Amon Ross St. Brown dude scares the crud out of me. Mm-hmm. Like Puka Nakua did it, or not Puka, but like uh, Cup did a couple years ago. Like the, their game. Their game style is so similar, and that and that two-headed beast in the running back room is is so good for the Lions. But I think the difference is going to be uh, sacking the quarterback. I think the Lions will probably get one. I think the Four Downs get two or three. I think that might be the real kind of the. You get pressure it, on Goff, and that's get where... pressure on Goff up the middle is is where this difference is going to get to, and I think that's what's going to be the difference. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, Forty Niners, let's do yeah. that. Yeah, and it's also worth noting, you know, this is a game where. Uh, usually I would say the quarterback who turns the ball over is probably going to cost their team. But at the same time, the, the Niners, I believe, have a team, especially on defense, that can overcome a Brock Purdy yeah. mistake. Like and one or two, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if, if the Lions can do that. Like, honestly, the, the reason, again, I hate to keep going back to it, but the, the reason the Lions were able to win that game is because that Jared Goff mistake where he tried to shovel two hand shovel hand pass it backwards when he's getting sacked, it was recovered by the Lions. If that's yeah. a you know if that's a mistake that ends up costing them in that game because it's a turnover, then it's like well guess what the Jared Goff turnover they couldn't overcome it. Um, I, I have a feeling that that's something that can be attributed to this game as well, but the Niners kind of have the defense to make up for the potential quarterback mistake if that is going to happen. So yeah, similar yeah. offenses. 49ers definitely have the better defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the difference. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a 49ers sweep, uh, but Grant, we know who we're going to be rooting for this yeah, weekend here. Absolutely. Jared the 49ers. Goff, Jared Goff, Let's baby. Go. Let's get it. Goff um, and Goff. I never thought that I would be like rooting for Jared Goff ever, but I well, I do want to say this uniform matchup is pretty nice. He's got that blue and blue silver. Yeah. yeah. And the, the red and the gold. Blue like that's, versus red and gold. It's nice. It, it looks pretty nice. nice on the field. It's going to look pretty nice on the field. Yeah. So. I'm I'm excited. And honestly, it, it's going to be a great crowd. I'm anticipating, you know, the Niners are always going to show up. They they always do. Um, but, but there the will be a lot. The Lions fans will pay yeah. money to yeah, fly Detroit down there. Well, yeah, for this conference championship are game. Are you kidding yeah, for me? Sure. Yeah, the yeah. first yeah. time in, for most people, their lifetimes, they're going to, yeah. There's going to be blue in that crowd. You know, I, I don't take the Niners as a team that are going to be undisciplined and, you know, have some issues with any crowd noise. But I... I it's probably going to be surprisingly loud for some of those guys playing at home there because that doesn't Maybe. usually happen in San Francisco. They're going to yeah. be louder for sure oh, when yeah. the Lions have the ball, but there might be a little bit of extra noise compared to some other visiting teams that go through there. So hopefully no sounds of raindrops this, this, yeah. this week. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, would lo- I, I want the shootout game so much. Like yeah, I, I don't, don't want to see I don't want to see golf versus Purdy in a rain game. I like, almost wish this guys game was gonna, in Detroit like, just to like completely rule out any weather stuff. Yeah. Like, let me see these guys in a dome on some turf. Let's get after it. Um, just running the ball. Yep. But that takes us to what I think is going to be the game of the week, and maybe Ooh. even the game of the year at this I, point. 
and I'm going to say this. I do not expect a shootout for this game because of how good these defenses are. I don't know if we're going to see like a, you know, scores in the thirties for this game. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the thirties, but I think it, it, it'd be very similar scoring wise to what we to just the had Buffalo, with the Bills. Yeah, the 27, 24, yeah, the 24, I, 21, something like that. That's kind of what I'm feeling. So uh, I'll start with you. Um, let, let's go. Actually, yeah, we'll do, we'll do snake. We'll do the, the reverse snake. Yeah, let's so, do this. So Mike Ravens <laughs> hosting the Kansas city chiefs again. An away game I, for Patrick Mahomes. What are we? What are we thinking? You already rooted against. Or you already rooted against. You picked against last every week. Every time I pick against Mahomes, I get burned, and I keep coming back to the sweet pot. I got to pick against them again. Yeah. I I'm going Ravens. I think they are just a better team. They have been way more dominant than any other team in the league this year. Um, the Niners are kind of a close second, but then they crush the Niners with a bunch of injuries, of course. But um, but even the Ravens have had a bunch of injuries this year. And they've overcome it. So I think I think the Ravens, their run game, I think could be the difference in this game. I think they're at they're the they're the team that runs the most in the league. I think they're gonna be able to do what the Bills kind of tried but weren't able to is keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand. And when the ball is in Mahomes' hand, they're gonna put more pressure on him than the Bills were able to. And that was the difference in the game last week. Is is I think Mahomes averaged almost 10 yards a play. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to do that against the Ravens, and that's going to be the difference. I've got the Ravens. Um, I'm going to say that little uh, picture of the Super Bowl showing purple on top or red on top <laughs> and purple on the bottom or whatever. Yeah, the, Everyone since the beginning of the year is all like, they've already assigned that the 49ers are going to play the Ravens, you know. Um, I'm going with it. Yeah, let's do it. Don't don't go against, against the NFL. They already know. They already have everything planned yeah, out. The script so let's go. Written. Let's go. Let's go Niners for, or Ravens for the script. and. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll all speak for Matt. Matt also picked Ravens. Um. So yeah, Jameson, let's hear it. <sighs> Man, I, I, dude, I'm struggling because we this, literally part of it. We know. have to put our money where our mouth is a I little know. bit. This is the because it's like both my head and my heart are telling me like both teams are awesome. So yeah. I can't like well one thing over here. And another thing over here, um, because one well, thing with Patrick Mahomes, he just kind of cancels out those things. I feel like, yeah, it, like it, a lot of those things. It's like, oh well, they got this, and there's this, but there's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think you're muted, Mike. That's okay. Go ahead. There we go. Um, I, this is the hardest one. Probably pick them for for all year for me. Um, I have been, you know. On that Patrick Mahomes train, we both you and I, Grant, especially yeah. in the playoffs, basically every week talking about we're not picking against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. But I think there comes a time where now that you've <laughs> made it like that, it's like I, I will pick Patrick Mahomes all the way up until a certain point, like regardless. Lost to Joe you, Burrow. And, and yeah, and now you've hit this point where, OK, we, we've hit the threshold of. Patrick Mahomes is just going to make it here, so I, I would be dumb to not pick him to get to this point. But going to a Super Bowl and repeating it back-to-back is already hard enough, and you've made it to the AFC title game for the sixth time in a row. <laughs> and, and sometimes you just can't win them all, and I think this is the year where that Ravens team 
if that Ravens defense wasn't the defense that it is, I would have a pretty hard time picking against Mahomes here in this spot. But man, like they're good. They are they are so good. Raquan Smith is gonna is gonna keep Kelsey from doing a lot of Kelsey things. It, yes. And again, you also have Kyle Hamilton in there who's gonna be doing the same thing on the other and side. And the league leader in interceptions in Geno Stone. By the way, it looks like Mark Andrews might be playing in yeah. this game. Yeah. That's huge. And, you know, his backup in the meantime likely has been done out of nowhere has just been amazing. And so I, I have a very hard time picking against Patrick Mahomes, but I think this is a time where I just have to, because I'm going to be kicking myself either way. If I, if I pick the Ravens and the chiefs win, I'm going to be like, I knew that's what was going to happen. Like I knew that was going to happen. But if I, if I'm really trying to be as objective as possible, if I pick the chiefs and the Ravens win it, that's the one where I would say, I knew that was going to happen. Like I yeah. watching these teams all year, there's no evidence to tell me that the Ravens should not win this game. Yeah. And so, you know, even though I'm going to be kind of contradicting myself and the whole Patrick Mahomes chiefs thing, uh, and as much as it might pay me to say it, I, I am going to pick the Ravens here. I think they just, it, it's their time. And uh, I, I think it's going to be an amazing game. I think the defenses are going to make some plays. I just think that Lamar and what he's going to be able to do is going to be able to just barely push them over the top. And they're going to have that home field, which at this point in the playoffs is huge. Um, Man, let's go Ravens. Don't feel great about it, but let's go Ravens. Picking them. All right. I'm writing it down, writing it down. And for me, I, I, I don't feel like I need to say any more than Jameson did. He kind of wrapped that up. Uh, I'm going Ravens is two also because here's the thing. I don't think that the Chiefs would beat the Niners in the Super Bowl. I think the Ravens can. And mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot of wishful thinking here um, and, and, and <laughs> hoping. And I, I, like, I, I, want, I want the Niners to lose more than anything else in all of this. So mm-hmm. the best way that that happens is, the Ra- is them facing the Ravens. So uh, with peace and love, uh, go, go Birds. Uh, I was gonna say fly, fly, Ravens fly, but that's not there. Murder birds, that, yeah, murder yeah, birds, yeah. Ravens so. flock, Ravens yep. flock. That's what it is. That's their yep. thing. Yeah. Um. So that's that's where I'm going. Um. I just think that that defense is just. We we saw what a really good defense did to Patrick Holmes in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and I think that that very well could something similar to that could happen again, where a yep. defense just kind of shuts him down in ways that we like see once every few years. Not that so, I want him to hurt his ankle or anything again. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, now but yeah, that's just where I'm gonna go. Uh, let me see if uh, I'll let you kind of wrap some stuff. Up. I need to see if I can actually find. I can't remember if I took a screenshot of this stat or not. Oh, I did. Here is something that does give me pause, though, on my pick. Patrick Mahomes has played four games versus the Ravens um, since he's been a starting quarterback in this league. Has he won them all? Um. Well, I. Uh, I don't know if he's actually won them all because it's not in the screenshot. The NFL actually tweeted this out earlier today. 2018, they played the Ravens. He had 377 passing yards and two touchdowns. In 2019, they played the Ravens. He has 374 passing yards and three touchdowns. In 2020, he plays the Ravens. He has 385 passing yards and five touchdowns. In 2021, he plays the Ravens and has 343 passing yards and three touchdowns. So 
He's basically that's, been on like a generational heater against the Ravens. Against the Ravens. But, but the Ravens, ha- it's not been this defense. But it's not this Ravens defense. So And only one of those games was with Lamar Jackson, I think. Probably at that point. So, yeah. Chance, yeah. so yeah. again, he, he has a history of lighting them up. And it is Patrick Mahomes when the lights are the brightest. And that's very hard to pick against. But it's, it's just got to be the Ravens. And, and he and has not had any of those games this year. Those 300-yard games? No, he hasn't. He's had, he yeah, hasn't. So. And, and I think, again, the best route for a, a Chiefs win, because honestly, the Chiefs probably don't win this game if they don't have Travis Kelsey doing what he did. He scored two touchdowns. Um, yep. they, the Ravens' defense is uniquely equipped for that, uh, whereas the, the Bills, that's where their gaping hole was. And so yep. I, I would expect that margin to shrink significantly, and, and that's where the Ravens can really get ahead in this game. So... Mm-hmm. Does it feel good going with the sweep? I honestly probably would have felt worse about my pick if Grant would have kept with the with the, the Chiefs, Chiefs picks that we've been writing. <laughs> because then I've been like, great, I'm the yeah. I'm gonna be the one losing out on this. But it's I just I just look at this Ravens team and they just they, they literally dominate every really good team they've played. They have they've they besides the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. So so like the Browns just, is the only other team that's really played them close all year long. Yeah. Like so there's a couple they lost to, but yeah. So yeah. I mean that's just where I sit like like Niners are a good team, Chiefs are a good team, and I mean, and they've shown that they that they can beat the really good teams and beat them like with ease. Where Lamar Jackson's literally resting on the bench in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So we like, I mean, this, this dude's have... rested more than anybody else like in the league the last when he's healthy. Like he's always out in the fourth quarter because they just dominate. You've also so, got arguably the greatest kicker of all time just sitting that, there waiting. That might for be you if you need a, a very Justin Tucker underrated could be element. the X factor. Oh yeah. Like, they only get well, them the to Bunker's like the forty-five really yard line. Bunker's and really good, but the best two uh, best two kickers in the league right now, uh, yeah. are pl- yeah. are probably playing in this game. So right yeah. now, but I mean, Justin Tucker's the best of all time. He's the goat. Yeah. So, well, I think that's going to do it for our show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, this was much easier on your ears, not having the bozo that's usually next to me. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so hopefully, it's been a, a joy. We're looking forward to some awesome football. Um, hopefully, you know, we're, we're the smart ones and we, and we, we don't look dumb here next week. Um, but obviously 49ers Ravens, I think that's what we're looking for. Look, that'd be the best rematch. matchup in the a, Super Bowl best, rematch. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that was a 10 years ago, 10 years ago, matchup rematch. 12. Oh, 12. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. 12. might've been, well, with that being said, hopefully that you are just glued to your TVs, watching some awesome football. These are the four best teams. There's four left. There will be two next week. And eventually there'll be one come February. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week on Sportsify. Bye.